Blog Talk Radio. Everybody say, oh, 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 He's under my feet. 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 He's
they're not. The scripture talks about a people that the Father would call to Israel as a punishment. Revelations 2 and 9, many of you know, behold, I know those who say they are Jews and are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. Stop me saying that, that's the scriptures. Revelations 3 and 9, behold, the Father was talking to someone, some other people, and he says this to them. Behold, I know those who say they are Jews and are not. But of the synagogue of Satan, he says he's going to have to come and worship at thy feet. Those that say they are Jews and are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. That's Revelation 3 and 9. So 2 and 9, 3 and 9. And many other scriptures talk about the Father calling a nation from the north. He even says, where are you going to call them from? Down to Jerusalem, where he would discipline his people. One of the disciplines was to scatter them, out the, scatter them throughout the four corners. They ran from Israel. They they ran in terror. And many of them wind up on the west coast of Africa. And those Israelites were put in slave ships and brought to America. And that is, this is one of the voices you're hearing today in 2018. One of the descendants of one of those slaves. I believe with every fiber of my being, I am a part of that natural biological tribe of Israel. That's not the most important thing to the Father, though. He's looking for those that seek Him in spirit and in truth. If He was interested in bloodline, He never would have scattered His people, he never would have sent those people down from the north to punish them. So tonight we're going to be talking about that and a lot more. I want to go ahead and bring on our guests. Our guests have been holding long enough, and that's just the Eliana Batia. But first, we have to take a plane or a jet or a rocket or something because she's way up in the city or excuse me the uh yeah the city of merced and the state of merced i have to say it like she said merced in the state of california so let's go ahead folks and bring her on okay i think this is area code 209-233 uh sister eliana batya are you there shalom shalom and yes i am can you hear well, me? Well, how are you doing, sister? I am blessed and highly favored, and I'm very excited. Well, you know, you always seem to have a little bit more excitement than me for some reason. You just stay bubbly and, and fired up, and it's just good to hear your voice again, sister, and have you on this show tonight and to be talking about this topic again tonight. And that is the topic of how should we live, truly live, blossom, thrive as the real Israelites today. What do you think of that topic? I think that's a wonderful and a timely topic. Uh, it's relevant to what we're facing today, and I think it's something that we need to explore and we do need to talk about because we have to start establishing ourselves as a nation of people uh, getting ready to take a journey, and we need to know how to govern ourselves until that journey begins. So I think it's awesome. It's the right time for this this conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. I appreciate those words, and you're absolutely right. And folks, uh, I didn't do this because I want to bring on her, uh, Sister Eliana, and didn't want to hold it, hold it any longer. But I want to go ahead and read the show description. The reason why is some people just call the phone line, Sister Eliana, every week, and they don't know what we're talking about. So for those of you 
that call the phone number and you don't know what Brother Seth is talking about today because we talk about a little bit of everything. So this is what I sent to many people earlier. Um, I said, part three, Tuesday night. Shalom family. Again, all over the world, millions are recognizing the real Israelites who happens to be vastly dark-skinned people. Many African Americans new to their identity as Israelites ask the question, how do we live as the Israelites, in parenthesis, Jews, of today? They ask, how does these truths enhance our relationship, or how does this truth, truth enhance our relationship with the Most High? How do we raise a family today as Israelites? Lastly, how should we see the business world and politics Tune in April the 10th, that's today, 2018, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, when insightful Israelites Seth and Eliana and others revisit these questions and more. May their father's Ruach spirit bless those with ears to hear. And I went on to say these vital questions, or actually this vital question, uh, how should we live as the Israelites and today is the most responded to with over 9,000 listens. And I actually put that on the slideshow where everybody can see. When you say 9,000, Sister Eliana, sometimes you have to give proof. So everybody don't believe that 9,000 people will tune in to hear such. But for sure, this topic many years ago, well, to be very honest, five years ago, we hit like 8,930 somewhere around the 34, something like that. And now it's well over 9,000. So uh, counting uh, last week numbers, and, and uh, so we're definitely over 9,000. Sister Eliana, all that tells us is that people really, truly want to know, how do we live? If they didn't believe it was Israelites, they wouldn't be tuning into a show that says, how do we live as the real Israelites? So they must believe, but just is trying to figure out, how do I navigate through? I was thinking about this topic, Sister, earlier, and, you know, we probably should have named it something like, how should we live as the real Israelites today according to our, our revelation? Because really and truly how Sister Eliana lived as an Israelite and how Brother Seth lived as an Israelite may differ in some areas because we're listening to the spirit with different maturity levels. Some things Sister Eliana can handle, I can't. You know, uh, some weaknesses she may have, I may not have, vice versa. And so the spirit, remember those laws in the, uh, of the Old Testament, is 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 was the scriptures talks about how that it was it, it was not able to bring us to a place of perfection, and so we needed the 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 the, the, the Messiah to come along with His blood and righteousness, and more than more importantly, the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. So actually, there's now more laws. Uh, and I like to say directions, uh, uh, concepts, precepts, precepts, if I can talk tonight, that the Father is leading us to in and out of with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit has come, folks, family, the Holy Spirit has come. I'm talking to both Jews and Gentiles tonight. The Holy Spirit has come, and I encourage each and every one of us, started with myself, because it's got to start with Seth, to follow that spirit and when we do that yes we can reach perfection because the father said so sister eliana tonight um well go ahead and comment on what i just said and then i have a question for you go right ahead 
Yes, absolutely. So I think it's great that, you know, we're making that distinction um, that each of us will be living out a lot of the, um, you know, required requirements just a little differently as we do in every, you know, everyday life and all activity. But there is a standard that we have to um, adhere to. You know, there is a boundary, and we have to walk within those boundaries, but walk comfortably within those boundaries according to our understanding of what the Father is saying and how he is leading our families individually and us also individually. So you're right. And then the, having that, the, the Ruach leading us is really important. For now, today. Honestly, so, Atlanta, you know what happened when a hand go up. I don't know if someone accidentally pressed someone or not, but you know how we do whenever a hand goes up, we stop everything because people sometimes on limited times. But listen, Eric code seven zero seven nine eight zero. I think you accidentally pressed one because your hand just went down. You hit it again. So if you have a question or comment, go ahead and press one. We'll come to you after Sister Eliana's comment. If you didn't have a question, don't do anything because your hand is not up right now. But go ahead, Sister Eliana. Eliana. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, I was just saying, as I was saying, that um, we do need to walk in that wisdom and walk with the the Father according to His leading in our lives. Very important. And it, yeah. you know, it's a time where people are wanting to know. And I think a lot of people are past really understanding that they're Hebrews. They know they're Hebrews now, and we are getting closer to a, a great event. So people just want to know how do we uh, carry out our, um, you know, how do we walk as a nation now? How, what do we do? Because we are, in many cases, divorcing ourselves from everything around us, but we just need to have the standards that are applicable to our nation and to our people, and that's what we're interested in tonight and finding out what to do. Very well spoken. And I want to say to Sister Eliana, as well as the listeners, uh, y'all can help help us with this, Help us remember, Cecilia, help, help your host tonight remember to address, uh, <laughs> you know, when you mentioned we as a nation, I just actually had a misunderstanding with a friend of mine, you know, about this whole enemy, the enemy, we're in the land of our enemy, and how to look at the enemy and who is the enemy. We want to hit that tonight because as we ask the question, as our brothers and sisters ask the question, how should we live as the real Israelites today, there is an enemy, big time. Something is going on with our people. Lives being taken. I'm not just talking about the obvious stuff. I'm talking about life among African Americans, which is one Folks, we're only one of the lost tribes. But our lives are, are not va- valued. And I want to nail down, if I can do such, and it has to be through the Holy Spirit, because I don't know if I can nail anything down. But I want to I want us to hit that tonight. Who is the real enemy or what is the enemy, okay? So just throw it in the back of your mind, please. You mind, sister, tonight? You mind? No, I don't mind at all. I don't mind at all. That's fine. Okay, and uh, also, before I move too fast, I'm kind of jumping around here, but I just want to thank again those followers since 2011. I don't take you for granted, folks. Many of you have been checking out Five Some Stone. Like I said, some of you just call the phone number every week. Really appreciate it. And those 
times we didn't have uh, shows and you call. I apologize for that, but we are back strong now. And also my family in the 13 states uh, that may be listening tonight as well. So, Sister Eliana, we've done this thing. Uh, this is our third show. And we last week we kind of jumped around, hit all kind of things. Today I want to, and we it was a very good show, folks. If you didn't listen to last week's show, we hit a lot of things. We probably won't hit it this week. We talked uh, we talked a lot. I don't even want to start naming stuff because we probably gonna forget some things. But uh, well, actually, let's do this. Uh, Cecilia, let's talk a little bit about just about I don't know, three minutes. Let's just put a timing on about three minutes. What did you? get out of last week's show, why should someone go back and check out the archives and listen to show one and show two, please? Well, last week we really touched on some foundational uh, principles about just where we are as a Hebrew people and why it's really important for us to get the understanding of who we are and what we are to do now. We really didn't talk about the way we are to live uh, in our daily, weekly lives. Well, we did touch on some of those points. Uh, we did mention about keeping the Shabbat, about uh, some of the laws that um, the Father has given us to keep while we're here. But tonight I know we're going to go more in-depth on those topics. But if you go back and listen to last week's program, uh, for those of you that are listening live and, and that are listening via archive, um, you will see that we did cover a wide breadth. And I think I kind of led out a lot on that program. And at, at one point, I became very strong in my delivery just to kind of get us to understand that we we don't need to be stuck in the mud anymore about whether we believe it or not, just looking around our community and our situation in this country is showing us that definitely as we're progressing more in 2018, 2019, we're, you know, we're going into what they call the 22nd century, yet our circumstances are dire and more has, um, um, has heated up against us. So we do need to stop and take inventory as a people and say, hey, what's going on? There must be truth to what I'm hearing because I'm looking around and it's not getting better. But in the Most High and among your kinfolk and your kindred, there's going to be a lot that's getting better for us as our understanding becomes full and aware. And as we understand who we are and the requirements, things for us are going to start to get better on an individual and a familial level as well as a communal level in this nation. So that's why it's important for you to go back and check out the archives, get the understanding, uh, ground yourself, do your own research, compare, so you have a full equipment. And most of all, teach this to your younger family members, your children, your nieces and nephews. They might not understand it now, but they will. It will be very, very vitally important for them later in just a few short months. They're going to need this information. So go and check out That's those true. shows. Amen, amen, uh, amen, amen. Sister, listen, I really appreciate you joining us again, uh, uh, and I say us because five phone songs, I never just say it's just me. Yes, I'm making calls and setting up this and that, but there's so many other people that have contributed over the years, so this is why I say us, but I really appreciate you just just 
joining us again tonight. I want you to go ahead and give everybody a quick little bio of you. They should know who you are, but you can't take for granted that maybe that that first caller or that caller that didn't tune in. Uh, I'm sure we have somebody new on the line. They may want to know, know how to get a hold of you. So if you could go ahead and, and let them know how to get a hold of you and what you're doing in about two or three minutes, please. Okay, so um, to get a hold of me, again, I'm Sister Eliana Batya. I run a a Hebrew congregation called Beth Shalom Mashiach. Uh, Our congregation is mostly online, so we are an online congregation. We have a Facebook page, Beth Shalom Mashiach. We are in the city of Merced, so you can look us up very easily. Our email address is bethshalomjg at gmail.com. And uh, I have a blog talk, I'm sorry, a blog, it's called Fresh Wind of Torah at blog, I mean, dot blogspot.com. And um, that is on Blogger, so you can go over there, you can join, you can uh, get information. If you join our uh, online community, whenever something new is published, you'll get that first-hand information in your email, and you can also leave comments. We also are going to be back on Pal Talk doing um, Shabbat classes, but that's up, that is to come. I will be posting that both on the Fresh Wind of Torah blogspot as well as on the Facebook. So I just want to let you know if you're wanting to get more information, please reach out. Again, I'm in the city of Merced, California. Central Valley, and if you're interested in connecting with Beth Shalom Mashiach, please do so via email or through blog. Uh, I'm sorry, through Facebook. All right, and that's how you do it. And I, I happen happen to run up on, uh, well, not happen to run up on. I actually researched and got a hold of that Fresh Winds of Torah. It's like a little newsletter, and Sister Eliana is not. Of course, I only told it two or three minutes, but it's really a really nice uh, paper, and uh, she hits all kind of topics. So listen, sister, tonight we got our hands full. We got our hands full, and I, I don't know how big of a debt we can put into this, but many people have been saying, like I said, over the years, a lot of millions of people have said, how does this thing fit? This whole thing, okay, so what we Israel? How, what does it have to do with my children? What does it have to do with my children? Uh, uh, job, my business, my, 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 my wife. And so today, tonight, family and friends, we want to just go. We're about to take off here. And if I were y'all, I would take out a pencil and a pen because we're going to hit some things really fast. And I know what y'all thinking. Oh, I'm okay. Trust me, you better get a pen and pencil because we're going to mention some scriptures and this and that. We're going to be going 100 miles an hour. The reason why is I want to cover a lot of topics of life people want to know that's we understand an ancient book about the israelites but how does that reflect on today well how do we live one thing i want to say right away is this there are people listening to us sister eliana they're not african-american they are they their plight as a people the people group they're with don't live out none of the scriptures. So they're not an Israelite. We only say we're Israel family and friends because black people is living out these scriptures. 
When we act the fool, we're living out these scriptures. When we act obedient, we're living out these scriptures. I used to go on a radio station in Cincinnati, and I say this all the time. Nobody ever challenged me. I say anybody that see us doing something as a whole, I mean, I'm talking about all 40 million of us, if we're doing something as a group of people, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. If our young boys is all I'm doing, it's, it's all across the nation, we're all doing it collectively, it's in the book. If our women is doing something crazy, or it cannot be crazy, something wise, something good, some good practices we have, some wise things we do, something you can, black folks, always do that's good. You know, we ain't just out here wilding out. There's a lot of great things we're doing. Whatever we do collectively, I'm not talking about one or two people like Michael Jordan Oprah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what we do as a whole. It's in the Bible. That's not to be said about uh, our white brothers and sisters. They can't say that. Matter of fact, no other group can say Hindus uh, from coming here. I mean, they can't say that. Chinese, you know, the bulk of them, they can't say that. I do believe there's Israelites in China, but that's another story. The bulk of China, they can't say that. We are Hebraic people. We are a Hebraic people. What I mean by that is everything about us is Hebraic. Everything. Folks, I know y'all saying, oh, you kind of exaggerated. No, I don't know. I don't think y'all understand what I'm saying. Everything about us is Hebraic. Well, a lot of these houses, what do you got to say about all of these women, houses led by women? It's Hebraic. It's biblical. Israel, when they went into captivity, their house was led by women. One person cried out, Father, how long shall we suffer? He said, until your houses be without a man. Young boys still in the street. There's millions of them that do that, right? It's Hebraic. The sons have fainted. I think that's Isaiah 52. The sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets as wild bulls and nets. One more time. In the book of Isaiah... Because some of y'all don't know this, I have to just repeat it. I know we've already talked about this. Again, go back and listen to shows one and two. We get more into who we are. But right now, we got to talk about how do we live. But, folks, everything about us, the Scripture says in the book of Isaiah, Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets. Well, if they fainted, they can't be. Well, let me go on. Let me, let me, repeat, let me quote the whole verse here. I'm trying to type in. And I'm I think it's Isaiah 52. Here we go. Isaiah 51 and 20. Listen to this, folks. If this ain't talking about young boys on the street, I don't know what it is. I just can't read, okay? Listen to this. This is Isaiah talking about the state of Israel, millions of people, they're men. This is the, a prophet letting Israel know the state of their young men. Listen. Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets, so let's break this down so far. There's some fainting going on, and they lie at the head of all the streets. That means wherever there are streets, these, these, these sons are there. Right there, you can stop. Why are your sons in the street? But let's go on. Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets. As a wild bull 
in a net. Wait a minute, how can they be a wild bull, which is a strong, strong animal, if they fainted? Then he said, lie at the head of all this. He said, well, that can't mean they're laying down because <laughs> they were just wild bulls in a net. And what's a net? What's catching them? One more time. Thy sons have fainted. I believe that means in their heads, in their minds. They lie at the head of all the streets. What's the head of a street? The head of a street, Sister Eliana, what do you think it is? I don't think we've ever talked about this. What do you think the head of a street is? They're on the street corners. They're right there hanging out where you can Absolutely. see them. Yeah, we never together. discussed this. I never discussed this with this sister. I didn't know tell her what she was going to say, but she's absolutely right. Thy sons have fainted in their mind. They're at the corner. They lie at the head of all the street corners. Well, you're not going to be laying down on the corner. It just means they're hanging. They're, they're not moving. They lie at the head of all the streets as a wild bull. So they're strong. They're young boys. They're strong. But what is this net as a bull in a net? But what the second part of the scripture, Sister Eliana, I never do want to keep reading it because it mentions God. Watch this, because so far we, it's dim, right? But listen to the second part. Again, we're talking about how should we live as the real Israelites today. And you can't get no more than boys, young men, on street corner. You can't get no more African American than that. Can white people say their kids tell on street corners like ours? No. Can the Chinese? No. Can the Indians? No. Can the Africans? No. We are Israel. Our boys misbehaving is the bread. So this ain't nothing you join. This is DNA. You don't have to even know it. You can hang up and say, I don't like it. You Hebrew. Whether you know how to live or not, you are a Israelite. If you don't know how to live, then you won't know how to live. But you're still an Israelite. Where are your sons at right now? <laughs> Thy sons have fainted in their mind. They lie to head the corners of all the streets as a wild bull in the net in the system. The system is catching them. The police is catching them. Another scripture talks about how we're in the prison holes secretly. They put us in prisons. Don't get us starting on proof of this. And then it goes on. Here's the killer, Sister Eliana, because we're talking to you tonight. I just want to chime in a little bit here. They are full of the fury of the Lord. That throws it all off. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. These boys ain't full of no God. Listen what it said, though. The fury, anger of the Lord. They're full of fury of the Lord? It just don't sound right. But listen to the very last words. The rebuke of thy God. God is rebuking us. The Most High is rebuking us. Yah is rebuking us through these young boys. Yes, it's an eyesore. It's a rebuke. We weren't there for them. Church wasn't there for them. Nobody went after them. It's a rebuke. If you don't like the way the scripture reads, I understand. Just read hey, the book Sam. by Amos Wilson called Black on Black Violence. Listen, I wanted to say something when you said that. Think about how some of the Hebrew Israelites on the East Coast are. They're rebuking the people. They are out there and they're angry. They're on the corners and they're rebuking the people. They're rebuking the sisters for the way they're dressed. 
they're rebuking them for their hair, their weaves, their, you know, they're rebuking the, the men for not understanding that they're Hebrews. They're out there doing exactly what that scripture is saying. You know, the most high is, we're under, all of us are under rebuke, but these young men have fury inside of them. They're angry. They're mad. It's like, why are they mad? They don't have to tell this message in anger, but they're doing exactly what that scripture is saying right now. So if you don't know that they're Hebrews, if somebody can't see that these scriptures are lining up to who we are, I mean, there's no other nation doing this. There's no other nation doing this but but our people. Absolutely. We are, we are living it even without the proper knowledge of who we are. We are well, sister, no, listen, I we got a hand up. I was, I was go ahead, you go ahead and say that, and then after you're done, we're going to go to go to phone lines. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, also, we had that. Um, you, we talked last night about that guest, and she decided to call in. She is in in the call. She is in the queue with us. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, we was trying to get, reach out to a sister, and, I, and I, this may be her, but Erica three one four. Erico three one four five three one. Go ahead with your, with your question or comment. And what city are you calling from? Hi there. Can you hear me? We can Leah. hear you. Hi. Leah. Yes, it's okay. Me. <laughs> yes, well, hello, it's me. Sister I'm... Leah. I've heard about you from Sister Eliana. How are you doing tonight, Sister? I am well. I am well, and um, honored to be invited to the call. Thank you very, very much. I'm, I am doing well. Well, uh, since this is your first time calling, uh, again, thank you for calling the show. But go ahead and give a little bio of who you are and uh, just anything about you you think the listeners might want to know since you're going to be joining us tonight. Folks, again, we did, wasn't real sure we were going to have a guest, so I didn't want to put her name out there and then she couldn't make it. And y'all be saying, well, I'm about to say do that. So this sister is going to be joining us. <laughs> sister Leah, go ahead and give us your proper name or whatever you want us to call you, and then kind of give us a bio of who you are because many people don't know you. Okay. Well, um, you can call me Sister Leah. That's fine. (laughs) Um, Okay. I am uh, a mother of two and uh, married to an amazing, strong man in the truth. Okay. And we are both living in the Midwest, now we're in the city of St. Louis, and I also am a business owner and have been for the past eight years, and um, our work is centered strongly around the performing arts, in particular for uh, low-income neighborhoods where our children and families of color reside, and what we do is we have a myriad of different multifaceted programs that work to build up each and family and community as we deliver our curriculum. Okay. Well, that sounds very interesting. It's just a, it's a blessing to be working with the youth, ain't it? Yes. Yes, it is. A hundred percent. They're like a, a great field, just needing seed to be planted, and then you just wait for that harvest. Well, I, I'll again welcome you to the show tonight. Again, we're talking about how should we live, Sister Leah, thrive, Sister Leah, as the real Israelites of today. I want to ask you a question before we move on because, again, many people don't know who you are. How did you come into the revelation uh, of believing that we are uh, 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 are Israel? 
I mean, what did it for you? I know Leviticus, I mean, excuse me, Deuteronomy 28, uh, verse 46 did it for me when the Father said these things are going to be upon you forever. And that year I was reading that scripture was included in that. And when I looked at what Moses was saying what was going to be upon Israel, I knew no other people lived that out, especially slave ships in Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. So what did it for you, sister? Well, for me, it was it was actually uh, quite different. I had been going to um, a church for nine years, and during the course of that time, a Christian church, um, I started to notice some uh, a lot of heavily carnal things taking place. Um, I noticed that the the pastor was not following what Scripture said, and started to be very contradictory, and started to kind of want to control everyone in the church, and um, they just weren't following the word, and my spirit felt very vexed and angry, and um, I started to question and ask questions, you know, if you're saying that we're supposed to remember the Sabbath day, why are, why are we here on a Sunday, and they kind of roundabout answered that question and didn't really give a full answer, and I said, well, that doesn't make any sense, you know, I thought we're supposed to be following the word, and then a number of other situations started to take place where I seemed to be very, very separate. Like I felt like I was doing what the Word said, but the church was doing something completely different outside of what the Word said. And I just, my spirit was just upset and angry, like this doesn't seem right. So I left going to church for a while, and but I knew that I needed to be close to the Most High. I, I, he is so ingrained in me, I just needed to know how to be right. And I was just outside of church because I felt like they weren't doing what the Word said to do. So I ended up being on YouTube, and I stumbled across, you know, some videos. And one particular video, the title said, You may be worshiping the sun and don't even know it. Like the S-U-N, the sun. And I was like, what does that mean? So I started clicking on some videos, and lo and behold, I happened upon um, a, a Caucasian gentleman of all people, who was pleading earnestly and sitting in a like, a, like a recliner chair, telling the audience that black people are the people of the book, the, the people the book is speaking about, are God's chosen people, are the Israelites, and, you know, this and that. And it just totally threw me sideways. I said, what in the world is he saying? <laughs> so I kept on studying and kept on researching, and came into that understanding and that knowledge and didn't want to let it go, studied on end for hours and hours and hours and hours till 3, 4, or 5 o'clock at night. Studied. And you studied. I hear you. <laughs> and then after that, I ended up connecting with Sister Eliana, and we began connecting with other Hebrews and built what was called like our Hebrew council at the time and just kept growing and growing at, after that. And that was back in 2011. Well, that's a blessing. That is a blessing, and different people come about it different ways. Um, um, but I really think I always enjoy hearing that, and I know that we can do a whole show just on how you came into that light. But I like what you said. You was up three o'clock in the morning studying, studying, and uh, some people it takes a lot of study, and some people just kind of get it by revelation. So, at any rate, here we are: the house of Jacob, the house of Jacob being resurrected again as Ezekiel 37 say folks it's right before your eyes if you're listening tonight and you're not sure keep listening keep listening I'm gonna tell you right now we believe in the most high 
We believe he sent his son. We go by different names, but just know this. He came. So we cannot be Antichrist. That's one thing you can't t- you can't say that we are, those of you that's not sure. Because we always got to remember, Sister Eliana and Sister Leah, there are people hearing for the first time. And we can't just move on like, oh, they should know. We got to remember, they don't know. And I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about how we know Israel, because that's not what the show is designed. If you're listening for the first time tonight, you're not sure of any of this, do two things. Go to Google.com, type in two phrases, Blog Talk Radio, Five Smooth Stones, and just move down. You'll see all types of shows talking about how we the true Jews. Uh, If you want to get more specific, uh, there's uh, my wife and I did some call. just, just uh, proof of, of biblical Hebrews. Proof of biblical Hebrews. That's a, that's a good one. All right. So listen. Anyway, tonight we're a family. Tonight we're coming together. The bones are coming together. Ezekiel thirty-seven prophesied. Sister Leah found out she, we share Israel, just like millions of of people on the planet is coming into the revelation of. And I love what she said earlier um, about how a so-called white gentleman. Uh, which I don't really acknowledge whites as a race of people, but this gentleman, as we call so-called white man, was able to share that Twitter. And this is another thing we got to understand. The Father is using all kinds of people to bring about his purpose, to bring about his, uh, his kingdom, Sister Leah, and many of the truths that we're going to be hearing is going to come from those learned. The Father is looking at the heart. He never, never was interested just in the flesh. I mean, I don't know where people get to something. He was so in love with Israel. He wasn't. <laughs> he was in love Actually, with humanity. He was. He no, was. Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. When he talks about his... <laughs> I love that you're on this line. Believe me, you're not going to let me get by with nothing. <laughs> My wife thought that was funny. Well, listen, the love that he had for Israel, the love that he had for Israel, he didn't just have it to them because of just their flesh. He had it because of the promise he made with Abraham. Israel was as great as the promise he made with Abraham. He didn't love, he loved the planet. The scripture says in John 3, he said he loved the world. He loved everything. Listen, folks, and this is Brother Cecilia may have, may differ, and that's totally okay because we, we got it like that. We don't have to all be one part with one mindset. We, we strive to be, but that's okay. This is what I believe. This is how I see it. It was Abraham. It was about a covenant he made with Abraham. This people was great because of that covenant. This people was great because he wanted to raise up a people to be like evangelists, if you will, to the nations of the world. He calls them the apple of his eye. He even says in Amos 3 and 2, I've been quoting it a lot, of all the nations of the earth you have I known. Yes, he was intimate. Yes, he did this for them. Yes, he did that. But he talked about them half of the Bible. He was disappointed with them all throughout all the books of the Bible. So and then he used other nations sometimes to beat down this nation. So who does he love? He loved those that seek him. And he loved the planet. But he blesses. I, that's what I'm trying to say here, folks. He blesses. He blesses the heritage of those that seek after his heart. So see, Eliana, go ahead. I want to know what you have to say about that. Well, he does love us. 
We are the apple of his eye. We are just a rebellious apple, that's all. And we have to understand when the scripture says in the Brit Hadishah, for Yah so loved the world. Now, what you have to really you got to define what Brit Hadishah is, people listening. In the Eric Code 707, hold on one second. Eric Code 707980 will come into you after Sister Eliana finishes up here. But what is Brit? I mean, I know the, the Brit people listening Hadishah may not know what the new covenant. Okay. So the Brit, so the Brit was the covenant. The, the word Brit means covenant, and the Hadashah means the new covenant. So what it is, it's like when they did the Brit Milah, which is the covenant of circumcision. So that word Brit means covenant. So the Brit Hadashah is the new covenant, or what we call the New Testament. So when we're reading in the New Testament or the Brit Hadashah, we have to remember that there were over 3,500 manipulations to the word. So in the original manuscript, it may have read, for Yah so loved Israel that he gave his only begotten son. We're not quite sure if it really is translated that he so loved the world itself. Because when Yeshua was here, he did say, I have only come to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So he does love us. We are just rebellious. We're stubborn. But not all of us, because there, if you read through the writings, the prophets and the prophecies and, and all of the, what we call the Torah portion, the first five books of Moses, if you read through those from Genesis to Deuteronomy, you will find that there were people that he did have a relationship, in, like, like Manoah and his wife, when he was giving Samson. Now, Samson was the their their blessing but Samson was rebellious but the the husband and wife were not so we have to be careful you know we are a stubborn people but the most high yes the covenant started with Abraham but he does love his people he would not go through all of this if he didn't love us as well as well, keeping well, the covenant well, uh, because he's again. a man of covenant but he also has demonstrated that he does love us he says what Esau, Jacob, I loved, and Esau, I hated. So be careful. He does love his people. Well, sister, I think I have what you call a word slip because you you got to listen to everything I say. Because again, <laughs> listen, folks, I said he does not love us just based on our skin color, just based on flesh. It's just not about flesh. It never. If he, if so, he wouldn't have opened up the earth and swallowed his people. He loved. That's not something you do. Something you love. So I, I okay. Let me say it. Let me say it another way. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> let me let me let me clarify this up. Well, I'll tell you, y'all are now. And yes. I see your area code nine seven two eight zero five. I see your eight one seven three five zero, and I see your seven zero seven nine eight zero. I hope y'all ain't all calling, chiming off me making that slip. Now let me. Be... No, I can't. <laughs> let me clear. I can't. Let me... Hold on, hold on. Let me clear. Let me clear this up. Wait a minute. Uh, let me clear I this up. Let's slow down. Let's slow down. Wait a minute, Seth. I think the seven zero seven is Kaviva. I believe that. Oh, great, that. great. Well, well, she actually had a hand up first. We'll come to 707, then we'll come to area code 817350, and then 972. Let me just say this, folks. The scripture says very clear for the Father loved the world. 
And many, many times he would not have a Gentile in the lineage of Israel if he did not love the world. We're talking about again tonight, folks, how should we live, Sister Leah? We're talking about how should we live as the real Israelites. And one of the things we got to understand is, and since we own it, this love thing, and maybe it was the Father's plan I slip up like that because he knows my heart. I definitely know he loves his planet. But let me just say this because we want to talk about who the enemy is also in, in, in other nations. So this is really right on time. So we're going to hit this since we're on it now. But really quickly, quickly, and then we go to the phone lines. I believe the Father loves the planet. Remember, Noah had three sons. He worked with all of them. Many times he, remember the Philistines defeated Israel when David was their king. Remember David, not king, but remember David fought with the Philistines and they de defeated Saul and Israel? Remember Egypt, Josiah, the, the one of the greatest kings ever of Israel, lost to the Egyptians? So many times other, other people in the scripture even said that the father was with the Egyptians. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say this, that he's looking for those that seek him in spirit and truth. He's about the spiritual Jew. He's about the spiritual Jew. From beginning, Genesis to maps, it's always been about the spiritual Jew, about the heart, never the flesh. That's all Brother Seth is saying. So know that he loves his creation, everybody, but he provides for, defend, blesses only a certain group of people, those that seek him. And, and he'll bless, the scripture says he, he reigns on the just and the unjust, but look at who get the most blessed is those with that circumcised heart. And I, that's all I meant to say. I just said it a, a really roundabout way. But anyway, Sister, uh, this is you, uh, Sister Kaviva. We'll see here. Let's go to the phone lines, folks. We don't want these people holding. We've got three hands up. Eric code 707980. Go ahead with your question or comment. Can I get your name and your place you're calling from, please? Um, this is Sister Kaviva, and I'm calling from um, Vallejo, California. I'm sorry I'm a little hoarse, so I didn't want to say much, but I'm loving what you're saying. But I was just getting ready to go in there, too, on your statement, but I'm so glad that you corrected it <laughs> because we know that there's nothing good in the flesh, and we understand that. But, God, we are first natural, then spiritual. So God is gathering us naturally as well as spiritually, and he's getting us ready spiritually for the uh, place that he's taking us to. So I was just going to make a certain comment, but because you corrected your statement, I will uh, withdraw from mine. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> My wife thinks this is so funny, y'all. She's over there just laughing. Well, I thank y'all, sisters, for correcting me. It's really nice. This is a, this is a little different for five So We always have a lot of brothers on, and so just to have this uh, the this, the female perspective is really good tonight. And Sister Kaviva, uh, thank you for tuning in tonight and checking us out and pressing one and coming on. And uh, like I said, I stand correct. Actually, I don't stand corrected. I just didn't get it out right, folks. So that's all it is to it, okay? So, uh, Kaviva, any other questions, comments? And everybody, this is, a sister. this is the sister of Sister Eliana. If you missed, that's another reason to listen to last week's show. She was on uh, last week, uh, so y'all want to hear it from her. And also, I think she was on part one as well. This is Remember, this is part three. Sister Kaviva was on, I think, part one and part two. But go ahead. 
Well, yeah, I just was going to say, you know, when we read Hebrews 12, 6 and 11, like I said, um, my voice is kind of um, um, challenged right now. You know, we're talking about the, when the word talks about whom the Son loveth, whom the Lord loveth, he chastens, and he also scourges every son whom he receiveth. And so, therefore, we go to, what we're going to is that chastisement. And, yes, he's chastising what our, what our, we did in our flesh. <laughs> you understand? Yes, yes. Because of the rebellion we did. And so that's what he's chastising, that flesh, that word against the spirit. And so, but God is bringing us that spiritual Jew. He's bringing that spiritual Hebrew into the right place, and that's what he's doing. He's getting us ready. He's calibrating us yes. and getting and making us to be like him. So basically, that's what I wanted to say. Seth. I'm not going to talk long, but well, what, well, I tell you what. Take care of your voice, because you definitely is hoarse. But it's again, it's <laughs> here to hear that. Hear your spirit, and uh, and uh, just good to hear your voice. All right, thank you. Okay, uh, that was Sister Kaviva. Again, she was on last, uh, the last show and the show before that. Uh, folks, go back and uh, and and listen to um, that show. Okay, area code eight one seven three five zero. Go ahead with your question or comment. Give us your name and what city you're calling from, please. Area code eight one seven three five zero. Go ahead with your question or comment, and what city you're calling from, and who am I speaking with? Yes, this is uh, brother uh, Apostle Patrick Reynolds from Fort Worth, Texas. Well, uh, hello, brother. How you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. 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 Good topic as well. Um, yeah, I just wanted to briefly just, uh, I mean, what you said wasn't wasn't wrong. It wasn't incorrect. Um, but you know, um, John three sixteen. When I looked up and did the, uh, looked it up in the Greek and everything, uh, even the uh, scholars even pointed out that um, what it meant uh, when it says world, it means like the cosmos. If I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, and I was surprised that most scholars agree that uh, when it says for. Uh, God so loved the world, he was referring to the world of the Israelites and not necessarily the earth. But that's not to say that salvation isn't for everyone, because it is. Because the Apostle Paul made it clear, first to the Jews, then to the Gentiles, you know. So I just wanted to bring that point out, too, also. Well, that's a very interesting point. And, uh, again, folks, i got to... just this brother again being a little humble. This is Brother Patrick Reynolds. This brother, you can uh, go ahead, uh, only because he's been on these shows. We, this is like a series of things we're doing. So um, this brother is with Israel now, and he's out there helping our people out in the streets. And so I really have to just just say that because he is really, really busy. This is one brother that's out there really trying to help our people. And you have a very good question. But you kind of answered your own question when you said, and I want to hear from Sister Leah on this one, actually. And uh, then we'll go to Sister uh, Eliana. Uh, But with regards to the Father loving the world, there is that debate. Folks, what he is saying is there's scholars that actually believe that that's talking about Israel. 
But if the Gentiles have been engrafted in and they have they they are of now the household of faith, the Commonwealth of Israel they're now part of, wouldn't that have to include the love? So to me is a I'm not gonna say a no brainer, but because that would mean like I'm trying to put down somebody. I, I don't know nothing. I'm learning. I'm just a student. This brother knows many things I don't know. But what I'm saying is, if the Gentiles have been engrafted and now they can go before this holy Elohim, this holy Yah, and inquire at the throne of mercy, just like the Israelites. And if Second Romans Second Romans two at the very end when it says there are Jews that are circumcised. Sister Eliana and Brother Patrick, Sister Leah, it says if the Gentiles who have not the law obey their conscience, it says their circumcised heart has made them circumcised. What? That's the scripture I go to all the time when people talk about the Gentiles not being saved and all this. Folks, there are people, it says, in, go and read it for yourself. Maybe we'll read it tonight, but it says in Romans 2, because we're going to talk about the enemy and who the enemy is. A lot of people think, you know, the enemy is, you know, the people that's, that's well, I won't get into that. But anyway, Romans 2 talks about a people, Brother Patrick, who don't have no law. If they don't have no law, they don't have no concept of the the Father in terms of the way the law describes them. They have no scriptures, but they obey because it says nature preaches that there is a higher power. That's how Romans open up. It says, so thou, O man, thou art without excuse. It talks about their heart being circumcised and the Father accepting them as though they're circumcised. Now, that right there should kill any theory that John 3.16 was excluding the Gentiles and only talking about Israel. If the Father did just love Israel then, he changed his mind. They ain't love everybody. Oh, let's just say it like this. Let's just say it like this. And then I'll, I'll relinquish the mic. Let's say it like this, family. Let's say he was talking about loving only Israel. Well... The fact that you let everybody else in now and they get everything is loving them as well. Go ahead. Um, am I on? Somebody would want to comment? Yes. Can you hear me? Fine, just fine. Okay. Um, I was just going to say that you're both correct. You and Sister Eliana are both correct because... In the Zondervan Compact Bible Dictionary and, and many other places, and the other uh, brother was correct as well, there's more than one world. The Mosai talks about worlds, plural, in many places in Scripture, in Revelation, in John, and uh, in the prophets, and back in Deuteronomy, as a matter of fact. She, Sister Eliana brought up the point about loving the house of Yasharal because there was a necessity for uh, Hamashiach to awaken those who were dead in spirit because they were acting as Gentiles in the land where he was sent to. So he had to rejuvenate the spirit within them so they can get back on the right track and understand who they are because they were lost just like our brothers and sisters out here who are Israelites that don't know it are lost now. 
So their the the world that he sent them that he sent Hamashiach to at that time was the house of Yashral. But he didn't say that the door is closed for all the other nations because there are going to be other nations present in the kingdom as with their role will be in servitude. So he did not say no other nation is loved. He just said when he had to set the order back in proper standing, he had to wake up the house of Yasharal first so that they could go out and make disciples and set the order of the planet back in its proper course because the word had to come and be learned through the house of Yasharal first so that the Gentiles will understand what is being said and how salvation is able to be um, achieved. That's how he still had love for the rest of the nations because he allowed the certain of them to hear it, receive it, and also be accepted. So you're both correct. That's what I was Very well put, my <laughs> sister, Sister Leah. Uh, 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 you articulate that oh. very well. I will, I'm anxious to hear what Brother Patrick got to say about that. Brother Patrick, go ahead, final words, and then we're coming to you, area code 972805. Your comment, Brother uh, Patrick? Or should I say Apostle Patrick? He probably got us muted. He does. Brother yeah, Patrick, okay. any any closing words, please? Oh no, that was it. That was it. Uh, well said. Well, she, Amen. I agree with you, brother. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and meet you online. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate that, brother. All right. And he so dropped I the ball. Want to say, make a comment, Eliana. Go ahead, Sister Eliana. So, yes, and I love the way that um, my sister put that, Leah. That was just awesome, beautiful. And uh, But I was also going to comment that going back into um, Genesis or Bereshit, when Cain had killed his brother, remember what the Most High said to him. If you do well, you will be accepted. He said, evil is lying at your door. But if you do well, you'll be accepted. So the most high in creating everything, just as Leah so wonderfully articulated that, he yes, does she did. love all of his creation. And his goal and desire is to have order in the heavens as well as on the earth, just as um, Yahushua taught his disciples when yeah. they were learning how to pray. He told them to pray like this, you know, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And so it is the house of Israel that is the one that will bring that order. And that's all the Father is trying to reestablish um, to let us know that we have that mandate and we have that call. So for the people listening to understand your role is very important, and that's why you're getting this understanding because we're just now only being gathered, but we have a tremendous work to do. We are not at, we're coming to the end of 400 years, but we're coming to the beginning of the, of the new world in order to bring about the righteousness, the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So there's a lot of work that we're going to be doing in the days to come. So this is where we're getting our marching orders and being reestablished in the house of Israel. Amen, sister. I love that. I, I'm just really enjoying you, sisters. I promise you, y'all are on point and keep it. 
keep firing away just as you're doing. Uh, appreciate those words. Uh, I want. I'm trying to rush to get this nine seven two eight zero five. I'm coming at you right now. Um, Seth, you also okay, have here one we go. There, it, 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 hold on one second. What was that? Somebody say you something. Have another. You have another one that wants to come in, Pastor Mark. Two zero nine six four nine. I don't know if his hand is up, but. He'd like to make a okay, comment. Okay, well. if, you, if you're on the line, I don't see a 209 number. Okay, Brother Mark, if you want to comment, go ahead and press 1. Anybody, uh, the phone lines is lit up. Again, we got a lot of people, and I have to scroll up and down with my mouth, so if you're at the bottom, I won't see you. So please press 1. Brother Mark, uh, I think I'm going to bring you on. Uh, hopefully you're not pressing 1 because your hand is not up. I hope this board is acting right. Sometimes it does that. But anyway, Eric code 972-805. Go ahead with your question or your comment. Uh, go ahead and give us also the city and your name, please. Uh, bro, Seth, this is John. What's good? Hey, Brother John. How you doing, brother? All is well. Calling from Kentucky, <clears throat> as it were. <laughs> uh, in, in between cities, well, well, as it were. Before you say a word, you you I have to get on you. This is the brother. He's been involved a lot with these calls. Uh, well, I'll let you slide. Anyway, this is Brother John Clark calling from Kentucky. Many of you five smooth stones. He is one of the persons I mean when I say the word five smooth stones. I'm including Brother uh, John Clark, uh, Brother Eliana. I mean, I mean uh, uh, look at me. I can't believe I did that. Brother... <laughs> Uh, Brother Gary, uh, uh, a.k.a. Uh, many of you know Brother Gary as Elishua, and then Sister Eliana. We, these are just some of the voices that I call when I say five smooth stones. In other words, friends that contribute to the show a lot, and this is one of them. But go ahead, John Clark. I really want to know what you have to say tonight on these sisters. Go right ahead. Well, yeah. Uh, first of all, as always, bro, Seth, thanks for allowing me to have a moment to to speak, um, I heard the portion that kind of um, spawned a lot of conversation, and that's exactly what I want to comment on because I think that it's imperative that we always make a distinction between that which is spirit, that which is flesh. And of course, Seth, you know, I just harp on that. And the reason being is that. Every time you're reading a prophecy, every time you're reading a particular scripture, that distinction has to be made. Is there a type in the shadow? Is this a prophecy that's local but also set out for 400 years or, or 1,200 years or whatever the case may be? I think that we all know that God is spirit and we must worship him in spirit and in truth. And there's no way that we can please him without faith. There was yeah. an entire generation of Israelites that perished in the wilderness because they did not have that faith. Hebrews says plainly that they were an example for us. They were an example. And that example is this. The gospel was preached unto them as well as us, but the gospel that was preached to them not being mixed with faith, it didn't benefit them. And so that scripture that says, Jacob I loved and Esau I hated, it's not so much that individual as much as it is what they represented. Jacob, a man of faith, and Esau was devoid of faith. He sold his birthright for the beans, birthright, folks, in Israel for the pottage. 
these are examples. It wasn't so much the individual, because if you look at the individuals, Jacob was as shady as they come. Esau was a hunter, a provider. He was getting it done, but he had no faith. And without that faith, you're going to come up short. And I'll go one more step further. We also have to recognize that in the kingdom, there's going to be the group that were gathered, and there's going to be the group that were caught up. The fact is that if you have the spirit of God and that indwells you, that is an earnest or a down payment of what you're going to get when that final trump sounds. When that final trump sounds, it says that he will come and he will have your rewards with him. He's bringing them with him. So he's going to come and we will be caught up and we will be as he is in the twinkling of an eye. So he has given us Examples letting us know, like, look, this person has one uh, talent, this one has five, this one has ten. The one person does excellent, he makes ten out of ten. The other one that makes five out of five, the other one doesn't do well. And so it's like, cast him out. You know, you know I'm a shrewd man, so on and so forth. But for the person that had ten, I'm going to make you ruler over ten cities. He's, there's a hierarchy that's going to be established, and what I'm saying is that, and, and the law will be in place. There's, matter of fact, Apostle Patrick, understudy of Brother Yahshua, whom I too understudy, made it, makes it plain as we've discussed it, that law will be in, in force. Does that mean that we who have died and born again and now we're a new creation? Which means that what law exactly are we abiding by? We're abiding by a new law, which Roman 8 calls the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That's the law that we abide under. I know there's going to be a lot of... I'm sorry? No, I was just saying Romans 8 on under my breath. Go ahead. Thank you. So, so all I'm saying is that it's imperative that we make that distinction at every turn of spiritual and physical, because... That's well, well, let me do this, Brother John, because you're saying a lot there. So let's do this. Let's kind of chop this up a little bit. Let me let the sisters in for a second. Uh, Sister Eliana, come at you since Sister Leo was last. Any comments on what Brother John is saying? Then, Brother John, when I come back to you, just kind of wrap it up with whatever you was going to say, and uh, we'll let you get the last words. But Sister uh, Eliana, any, anything on what Brother John is saying, and then I'll come to you, Sister Leo. No, what brother what brother John is saying is is correct according to the scripture in the Brit Hadashah, with the understanding that we come into newness of life, and even the Gentiles when they enter in through faith in the belief of the Messiah Yeshua. So what he's saying is actually correct according to the scriptures that he's using for this purpose of understanding the difference between the um, spiritual world, the spiritual realm, and the natural realm. Because there's a, there's, see, what we were talking about originally tonight is how do we live, and this is actually perfect because a lot of the Hebrew camps don't understand the spiritual side. They're only going on the natural, that, yes, we're Israel. But there's a, more, there's a higher requirement than just being natural-born Israel. There's a, also a spiritual as well, and I think that's what Brother John is bringing out. We have to make sure that we understand the distinctions, and then yet we still must strive to enter into that rest that we talked about several Amen. weeks back on several shows. That is that spiritual duty. It's not that we're doing the works. Those laws that 
the Most High gave us would be kept through faith and yet be acted out in the natural, but we're not striving. We These things are happening because of our faith in the Most High and the faith in the Messiah. So he's on point with what he's saying. So I agree with what he's saying. I have no no um, rebuttal comment or anything. I'm, I'm in total agreement. That's good to hear. Sister Leah, any, any comments on what Brother John is saying before we finish? Uh, no, actually, I'm, I, I agree as well. I, um, I actually wanted to, well, I wanted to say that I needed to end my contribution a little bit early. Okay, well, let's do this. If, if you could, it's not a problem. I appreciate you coming on. I uh, didn't think you could stay the whole way anyway, but listen, let's do this. If you, can you wait till Brother John finishes and then have the last words? Okay. Okay. Uh, Brother John, Brother John, John if you can finished. go ahead and finish up what you were saying, this is still going to have final words. We'll go right here. Yeah, my, my, my statement was pretty much um, finished at the very beginning. All the other scriptures were just buttresses to that initial statement, again, making that distinction between flesh and spirit. Anyone in whom the spirit dwells, they now are uh, the persons whom, when he comes back, those are the persons who will meet him in the air. And I was just wanting to make that distinction because when you say, so uh, God so loved the world, and we're going back and forth, is exactly, is this Israel or is this the Gentiles? The fact is, is that prior to the world being formed, Jeremiah said that he knew him prior to him even being in his mother's belly. Well, if he knew Jeremiah, he knew us as well. And so if he knew us and we were predestined to to come into the place where that spirit is reborn in us, I'm just saying that to me, that's the most important thing. That new beginning, that new birth, that new creation, that's the, the most important thing. And I just wanted to at least yeah. put that out there and say, hey, y'all, think yeah. on that. That's all. I appreciate the time, though. Well, brother, that was very, very um, important what you shared. Very, it was a key to our night, to tell you the truth. Appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and meet you and let Sister Lou have the final words. But thank you for calling and supporting the show, Brother John. All right, man. All right. Well, that's Brother John Clark, all the way from Kentucky, calling in, checking in. Appreciate that. And uh, Sister, Brother Patrick, your hand is still up. Who else's hand is still up? Remember, uh, hold on one, one second. Just one second, everybody. Okay. All right, we're back. Um, Sister Lou, go ahead with final words, please. Okay. Uh, what would you like for me to say? Uh, what kind of final well, words? Well, I just had a – we're going to be asking this question next. You might as well give your, little, your two cents, hopefully it's more than two cents, and uh, you can just – uh, I w- again, appreciate you stopping by. You can just leave or, you know, if you want, or just keep listening how you want to do it. But, again, um, I have a question I was going to put on the table for everyone, including the listeners. Uh, y'all can press one if y'all want to chime in on this one. But who is the enemy? We I just had a, a misunderstanding with a good friend of mine, very mature brother in the faith, as far as, especially in this light of Israel, uh, being Hebrews, and we have this issue when we start talking about the enemy. He has this quote he talks about when he says, being in the land of your enemies, being in the land of your enemies. Okay, when the Father says he's going to do this, that, and the other, you're going to be this, that, in the land of your enemies, 
people think that that means a person, a people is your enemy. More specifically, we're going to put tails on the donkey tonight, white people. I don't particularly see white people as my enemy. I see rebellious people as my enemy. And I do believe that God, the Most High Elohim, Yah, called these people from the north. I'm talking about so-called white people. I do believe he's using them, but not necessarily the guy next door to you. But those in power, the people that are in power in the United States is white males, white America. And yes, they're making it hard for us, those of us that are disobedient. If we're obedient, the scripture promises if we obey, he'll do this. If we do that, he'll do this. So the question I'm putting to you and the others and everybody on the table tonight is who is our enemy? Uh, 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 one scripture I'm reminded say we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not but against principality, spiritual wickedness in high places, and not to mention our flesh. Israel is in the situation they're in. The Most High called these from the north because of Israel's rebellion. No rebellion, no people called from the north. So now they have come from the north, as according to Scripture, and here we are, serving these people from the north. So to you, Sister Leah, before you go, okay. who do you call um, the enemy? Uh, I I completely agree with some of the scriptures that you brought forth. I to me the enemy is anyone that carries that spirit of disobedience, spirit of wickedness, the the spirit that initiated by you know the the one who tries to exalt himself above all that is called the Most High, the one who tries to be like the Most High, but leads people into deception and destruction. You know, uh, Satan himself and all of those that work under him are the enemy of the Most High. Anything that is not in line with or honoring or admonishing or worshiping the Most High is the enemy of the Most High, and anyone who is the Most High's enemy is our enemy. So, you know, you do have sometimes you can put a face with the name, like you mentioned with those elites, um, who happen to be Caucasian, who are in power, who run major global systems, who obviously do not care one iota about the Most High, and who are continuously trying to destroy our people. But it's not just white folks, because there are plenty of people all, all over this planet who are rebellious or wicked or um, against the Most High, and come in every shape and color and shade. So I believe the enemy of uh, Yasharal, the enemy of the Most High, is anyone that carries that wicked, wicked satanic spirit. Okay, that's very well put. Last little half of a question, kind of a little piggyback off what you just said is this. Uh, you, you, you witness a police shooting. You witness a police shooting. It's white males most of the time. Actually, 99% of the time shooting us. It's white males that are disproportionately firing us. It's, I mean, the face, if you would put a face on every time something is done to us, it might be a white male or white people. This is what these brothers and sisters are saying to me. This is the land of our enemy. So the emotions that come out of a, a shooting... I know you felt it, I felt it. 
Colin Kaepernick felt it. He just he had to take a knee. He couldn't. He had to do something. In the sixties, they felt it. In the forties, they felt it. How do you deal with these people, so-called white people in your world? How do you deal with them? Well, um, as the scripture said, you should know them by their fruits. So, absolutely, you can. For me, I can kind of discern when someone is genuine, and, and you can also discern if someone is genuine just for the time being, and then sooner or later their true colors are going to come out. I always often tell you know people who I'm speaking with who need encouragement that Satan is impossible, is incapable of loving. He can only put on a facade for so long, and then his true colors start to come out. He can only kind of put up the act to try to deceive for so long, and then before you know it, he's doing his wicked business. And so the way I deal with people who you would call Caucasian um, around me is I, I determine what their fruits are, what are they producing, and that will distinguish whether or not I have them in my vicinity or not, you know, and... The majority of the time, you know, all praise of the Most High, I don't deal with or I haven't been around, um, you know, heinous people of the Caucasian uh, uh, similitude. But um, it is very hard to watch our brothers and sisters be constantly maimed and destroyed and that be the face of who's who's doing that. But like you mentioned also, um, brother, they, they are being used as a tool and example by the Most High because this is the place that he sent us for our punishment. So he wanted us to see to our faces this is what was going to happen to our people because of the rebellion that we did so long ago. And they were going to be part of the punishment that we were going to receive. We have, we're, we're, being, we're, being, we're, give, we're being given our whooping right now. <laughs> um, yes, yes. In a very real uh-huh. way. Well, Sister, I'm a, Sister Eliana, I'm coming to you next, and I want you to uh, hit the same question. But Sister Leah, I'm sure you got. You said you have to go, right? Yes, I do. Okay, well, listen, Sister, if you want to tune, uh, do me a favor and, and get a hold of me after this show where we can talk about what we're going to do in the future. Maybe you can come back on next week. Cause we, I really enjoyed you. I want to hear more of you, sir. Uh, I understand you couldn't stay the whole night tonight, but maybe next week, okay? That would be wonderful, yes. Thank you. I enjoyed it so much, and I'm very honored that you... Uh, allowed me to speak. Thank you. Well, not a problem. And uh, I'm going to meet her line. If you could press one, Sister Leah, with your hand to go down. Sister Eliana, same question. Uh, you heard everything she said. These people that are that are doing a lot of this to our uh, the shooting, uh, police shootings, 99% of the time is white. Uh, you know, when we. Uh, you know where I'm about to go with this. I mean, a lot of people say, well, how come black people never shoot black people on unarmed? It happens, but not most of the time. I'd say, I'm going to say 90% of the time it's white males. Every once in a while there is a black male, but they say the faces of evil is white. I don't, I don't buy it. I think the faces of evil. I think whites is trained a certain way and taught a certain way, and I really believe it's the Klan on the police force. That's what I really, really believe. And so, you know, because, again, we're doing the same thing to ourselves over 
something even less significant than what the police are claiming on the side of the roads. What do you have to say, Sister Eliana? Okay, so to address the question, so we are talking about the enemy. And so we have to be honest. Yes, it is the Klan. But there's, see, the Father did call to the nations of the North, and from our understanding, the, most of the northern nations are white. Not all of them. Not everybody that's in the northern nations is white. But if we're talking about the descendants of Japheth going up into the north, and they went in there, they weren't white, but they became white through other means and situations that we're not talking about at this time. However, let's just bring it down to today and where we're at as a Hebrew people and how we should be living. Our enemies largely are nations that are white and people that are white. We have our skirmishes within our Hebrew communities over different issues, but those that are attacking us, those that are trying to destroy us, those that are trying to make war with us to to to, to destroy us and drive us off the face of the earth or to blot out the name of of Israel so that he will be no more a lot of times those nations are white and they recruit other nations to uh with their mindset with their worldview and their teaching and a lot of the nations that want to go you know be in bed with these nations that are powerful think that it is more acceptable to take on that spirit and the demeanor and the and the attributes of the nations that um, have brought us into captivity that the Most High originally used to bring us into captivity. But, you know, we know the scripture. They've gone too far. What they're doing now is out of pure hatred. It is not a chastisement anymore. We're not being punished anymore. When they're killing us in cold blood, it is pure murder. It is coming from a deep, dark, demonic place. These are probably the seed of the serpent. This is that enmity that the Most High talked about back in the garden. These these people are enemies to us because they are, like Leah said, they are enemies to the Most High. We have an inheritance they cannot uh, have, but if they do well, they will be accepted. But the the promise is not to them, it is to the house of Israel. So they are our enemies, and many of them are white. Most of them are white. And, yes, I do believe it's the Klan on the police force. I believe the Klan has infiltrated almost every every area of society, and they are putting out their agenda against Israel. And, therefore, it is no longer the chastisement of the Most High. It is the evil plan of our enemy to destroy us before our release. So they are our enemy. Well, let let me say this. When you say they, who? Those nations, those people. You will never find a black Klansman. You will never find a Chinese Klansman. You will never find an Indian Klansman. Okay, well, hold on a second. And we're coming to your hands going up. Uh, John Clark's hands went back up. 
uh, see area code seven zero seven seven zero seven nine eight zero. If you have a if you don't have a question, press one, please, because I, I think your hand never went down from earlier. Seven zero seven nine eight zero. If you don't have a question, press one now. If you do have a question, leave it up. Don't do anything. And I also see uh, uh, another phone a hand went up. Area code two zero nine seven five six. We'll come at you next since Brother John was on earlier. Brother John, just be patient with her. Let me just say this to Eliana real quick. For every shooting. I've done the math that cops have done to us. There's a lot of shootings we don't know about. There's some institutions that keep up with all the shootings. It is way more than we think. I mean, there's way more than what we think. If you get all of the numbers of these police shootings that don't make the news, and I don't even want to say it's a staggering amount of numbers, it cannot touch black-on-black crime. No, and you know, Seth, yeah. there, oh, there oh, are oh, also... this real quick, real quick, real quick. It cannot touch what we're doing to each other. No. And when you look at who's killing who, what, what, who's taking the majority of our blood? Not to mention our flesh and what we're doing to each other, I mean, what we're doing to ourselves. When you look at what we're doing to ourselves and what we're doing to each other without, the, without no white people... It's staggering. Now, I ain't going to lie. When the police go to kill one of us, I start thinking some thoughts, and I start thinking like Saul them back in the old days. I just feel like, <laughs> hey, let's get guns, and let's go out on the field, and let's just do Let's fight. Let's fight the legal way, the conventional way. Y'all get weapons, we go. I start thinking some of this didn't have to come to the reality of who we are and why this is going on. But, folks, make no qualms about it. Brother Seth submits to you tonight that the enemy is what Sister Lee was saying. Those that oppose God's ordinances, period. They look like us, some of them. Some of them don't. We are in the land of our captivity, but the Father called these people to do what they're doing. So a lot of this will be going through is because of our forefathers' rebellion. If you take away our forefathers' rebellions, we wouldn't even be in this land. We wouldn't be going through any of this. So... That's where I'm at with this. Sister Eliana, go ahead and comment on what I said, and then I'm coming to area code 209, um, area code 209. So go ahead, Sister Eliana. So anyway, as I was saying, you know, a lot of the when – when we think about the Klan, we don't see – they only recruit those that are of a certain specific bloodline. You, you're not going to find the nations in the Klan. You're going to find the nations maybe siding and saying things against the Hebrews, but – you cannot be initiated into the clan because they will see you coming and they will not let you in. Once they get people in in their initiations, the way they begin to talk. I heard a um, a program where this uh, gentleman who was trying to infiltrate the clan just to find out what it would be like to be a part of the clan. But the things they began to say once they got they weeded out all of the what they call the non-whites. And then they began to try to find uh, any sympathizers, and they began to talk. The way they began to talk in those meetings, they knew that they had people among them that did not share their heart, their passion, and their violence for destroying our people. And so they accused those people. And so this gentleman was able, and I believe it was an old program with uh, Phil Donahue, and this gentleman was talking, and the things that they were saying can't even be repeated, how they want to have this race war, this this war against 
us and to destroy us. And that's why they carry the guns. That's why they are in the NRA. I mean, many of us Hebrews are in the NRA as well, but we don't understand what that NRA really means for them. They, they, they're they the ones that are at the border right now. They have the militia. These are the people who want to see us completely destroyed. And so <clears throat> they're not going to recruit people of, of the other of the other nations. They're only going to work within this specific group of people that they are trying to build up, bolster, and empower to make America great again. Let's just put it like that. They want to make America great, and America was never great, but they want to make it great again. So these are the people that I see here in this part of our captivity, in this land, that are our enemies. And there are other kinds of uh, things against us, but I don't believe that this hatred and this killing that they're doing is the most high chastisement of us at this time. I think this is that overflow where they've gone too far, they're doing too much, and this is it's for this reason that the Most High is going to destroy them and come and fight for us at the end Amen. of the 400 years. And I, I, I agree with the last part of what you said, that the Scripture does say that the people that oppress us will take it too far. And I do think a lot of this that we're going through is not in the book. They're taking it too far. For that reason, America's going to be judged. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, I don't know what's going on with this area code 209756. The hand goes up or not. I'm looking at your number right now, area code 209756. If you want to talk on the show right now, press 1 and I'll bring you on because you was on um, holding there for a while. So, again, area code 209756. If you want to comment, press 1. All right, their hand is not up. So I'm going to go ahead and go to Brother John, who's been holding for a while. He had another... Um, Comedy wants to make air code nine seven two eight zero five. Brother John, go ahead with your comment. Okay, <clears throat> my comment is this: um, the uh, sister Leah, I believe, it, it laid it out very, very plainly when she stated, "You have Satan, and then you have those who are complicit with what Satan is looking to do. If someone is complicit, they understand it." There are people who are just like Seth, just like you you've said a thousand times. Black people are white supremacists, just like white people. We are all in the same system, and we don't know that we behave a certain way because of the system until someone says, "Hey, look, look what you're doing." So I will first state that white people absolutely are not the enemy. <laughs> That's ludicrous. That's ludicrous. Um, and I can prove it. The scripture is Matthew okay. seventeen twenty five. What this is the Messiah speaking. What thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of this earth pay custom or tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? Peter says unto him, Strangers. Jesus says unto him, Then are the children then are the children free. That is a statement. The children are free. They don't pay taxes. They don't pay customs. White people, the, the average white person, middle class American, they are oblivious to what's going on. They, they, may, they, may, they may not like black people, let's just say. Well, that's, just, that's the way the system meant for it to be. But that, that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean, matter of fact, there's a, clans, there's a Klansman will go to heaven. And you can say, no, that's, that's absolutely ludicrous. I'm here to tell you that if that person is deceived 
and and join that program, I mean, that, that group, thinking that back in the day when everybody were Klansmen, it was like you go to the Klansmen picnic. Things are more stringent now, I'm sure. But my point is that where man is blind, they cannot transgress. And there are people who are deceived but have a heart after God and have been born again. They just haven't come into the knowledge of this is absolutely wrong. They're deceived. Just like we, we, there's a difference between a policeman shooting a black man and a black man on the street shooting another black man. We pay that police to protect the black man. That, that's, that, that's the reason why the black-on-black crime thing, that you can't go with that because if two brothers are having a problem in Chicago and they shoot one another, yeah, that is messed up. But we're actually paying the police with tax dollars to protect us, and they're the ones who are shooting us. Whoever it was that stated that, that they're filled with the Klan, absolutely they are. But more importantly, they are filled with satanic, um, um, satanic insight and thought process. And, and so, again, let I'll me, finish with saying, I'll, let me finish the statement. I will finish with saying that, as the sister said earlier, you know them by their fruit. If there's white people that bear the fruit, then they are not your enemies. Well, let me say this, because you just said a minute ago, and I know somebody going to comment on this. You said the clam, and if they was ignorant, they can go to heaven. Let, let, let me kind of hit that a little bit, because didn't you say right after that, you'd know by their fruit. Well, what is the fruit of Klansmen? Now, I do kind of agree with you in a way. Let me explain it like this. There was a teaching out that black people, Sister Eliana, and Brother John, their black people were cursed. Black preachers believe that. I say it all the time. We're white supremacists. Tell me what is it white people believe, and I'll show you black people believe the same thing. We're cursed. They believe we curse. I mean, we curse. Our skin is cursed just because we. White people believe we curse just because we curse just because our skin. They don't know about nothing. Israel, most of them, they think the black skin is cursed. We dog our sisters all our life because they dark skin. They say our nose is big. We say our nose is big. They say we ugly. We're changing now. This is all physical things, but they feel we're superior. Folks, look around you. We are white supremacists. We talked with the same books they're taught. So one of them go join some organization and formally say it with the cross burning in the background. Their belief beneath us, they say we're niggers. We say we're niggers. They say in a meaningful way, not N-A-G-G-A. Before the N-A-G-G-A came along, y'all know everybody ain't saying N-A-G-G-A want to hug each other. They said N-I-G-G-E-R and they shooting each other. The Klan say we're niggers. We say we're niggers. You tell me what the white people are doing, and I'll tell you what we're doing. I mean, I'll go toe-to-toe with anybody. I challenge anybody on the phone lines. I look at the phone lines right now. I'll come to you. A hand just went up. <laughs> I'm telling you, show me what they do, we do. But Sister Eliana is, is right on point, though. And the brother that I got into with earlier is right on point. This is the land of our enemies. For the most part, these people were called from the north. The father said he would call a nation from the north to do things to us. Those things they're doing, the father is behind that. But Sister Eliana said, yeah, I hope y'all heard what she said. This is a very deep conversation, my goodness. She's saying they're taking it too far. 
And for that reason, they're going to be judged. So, yes, this is the land of our enemies. A people that don't care for us, again, those in power. The little ones that work beside us in the uh, in the meals and at work and stuff and that you know that we see every day, they're just following like John was saying, the protocol. The the, the they're just like you know mockingbirds. They, the there are people that know who we are and want to destroy us, like Cecilia Ali was saying. I think there's a spirit of murder in these cops. I think that's what the clan's about. But John, that is so brilliant what you just. Man, I, I hope people understand what y'all are saying. White supremacy is, is, to me, I'm going to say, I'll come at you, Eliana. White supremacy is nothing to play with. We are butchering our people with this, with no whites around. We are butchering. Look at Rwanda. I know they're not Israelites necessarily, but look, baby, it could be. We don't know. But Rwanda, the Hutus and the Tutsis, 600,000 people died. Over skin color, pretty much. That was white supremacy. I can just, I, I'm telling y'all, you get, you, you can name everybody you know white doing that. And I can, I can, I can trump them numbers. I can show you wives mistreating husbands, husbands mistreating wives, black men and black women fighting, killing each other. I mean, they're not killing each other necessarily graveyard, but the disrespect, the pain, the pain, the pain is coming from us. So I do believe what Cecilia is saying. She is Bible. This is the land of our enemies. The people that rule over us are being, there, but they're, they're carrying out a divine purpose on us. And then some is taking it too far. And that's where I have beef with those that's taking it too far. But slavery in and of itself, I keep beef. That's the Father's doing. Sister Eliana, comment on that and then Brother John finish up, please. So all, what I want to say is this, yes, and, and what we're seeing with everything that's been said, what Sister Leah said, what Brother John has said, what you said, what I've said, well, here's what the Father is doing now, though, because the, the show, what we're trying to do is we're trying to give some foundation and marching orders to our people. We're bringing Absolutely. up really deep subjects that, are affecting us, but here's the reality. As we are waking up, the Most High is going to separate, because he's going to separate how we process what we see and readjust our worldview. We grew up in these lands, this particular country, and there are people probably listening all over the world, and they've been under suppression for in the land of their captivity as well. In all the lands of our captivity, we have accepted the worldview, just like I was talking last week about being in Babylon when our nation was in only 70 years of captivity. Some of those newborns were born into captivity in Babylon. They thought they were Babylonians. Just as we are here in the United States, we also share the worldview, the collective worldview of the United States of America because it's what we've been taught. We were taught to salute the flag. We were taught to say the Star Spangled Banner. We were taught to love American Pie, uh, baseball, all of these things that are quote-unquote American. Yet in America we know that there's something going on. There's a difference. There's a divide. There is a, uh, um, a racial divide, and there's problems. But the Most High is getting ready to take a nation away from another nation. 
So what's happening is that, yes, there may be white supremacy inside of the Hebrew. We do have enemies. No, all white people are not inherently angry with us, or, but we do have an enemy that is within the nations of the north because the Father said they would be there. But what the Father is trying to do is readjust us, realign us, and change, again, our worldview because we're leaving this place. When we leave these shores, we are not going to bring Americanism with us. We're going to be recalibrated back into being, you know, Hebrewism or Israelitism and what the Most High's purpose is for us. So all of this stuff is going to be done away with. It's going to, you know, we will have some memory, but it will begin to fade as we come into our true purpose. And again, we have not reached the, the close of that 400 years. We are coming up in, into that close in 2019. So up to that time, when the Father changes the guard, so to speak, then we are still dealing with these issues. Yes, we're, you know, we are, we still may have some of these mindsets, but the purpose of what the Father is doing by raising up teachers and raising up forums for our Hebrew people to learn is to reshift their worldview and their mindset to take white supremacy out of us, to help us to see with clear eyes, to teach us to love one another. How then shall we live? We should live as a nation of people loving one another being brothers and sisters, those of us who are aware and awake and are in the truth, we start living by example. Those of us who are yet to awaken will see that they're awakening into a nation that is forming a nation. It's like my, like Kaviva said, the dry bones. Right now, you just it's a bunch of bones making a lot of sound. It doesn't seem to have any distinction. But the Father is behind it. So as we are becoming aware of all of these things, because it's not really about the white supremacy. It's not really about white people. It's about Israel awakening out of the land of her captivities, getting ready to take a journey and get out of here. And that's what we are, should be focusing on and not rehashing the fact that we know what they're doing. We understand it. And if we don't, we need to get some education in it that okay. the Father caused people to come. Hold on, Cynthia Eliana, if you don't mind, I just want to say, because this person been holding for a while, Eric, 513 is coming at you, and in, 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 just as soon as Cynthia Eliana finishes here, go ahead, Cynthia Eliana. So I just wanted to just to wrap it up, that we're coming out, so the purpose of the reason why the, your, this show is getting the most tune-ins, because people are still waiting for us to come up with how we should live. Not what's happening, but how we should live as the Hebrew people waking up today. That's why this show, this show is drawing so many people, because inquiring minds want to know what should we do? Where should we go from here? Not retelling, you know, we read the news of what's happening, but where should we be going from here daily so that we can be prepared to get out of here? That's what Amen. we Amen. Well, listen, let's do this. Uh, Sissy Ellen, I appreciate that, and uh, you're absolutely right. That's what we're trying to do here tonight, folks. I guess the topic is leaning towards, uh, of course, the topic is how should we live as the real Israelites today, but um, under that is who is our enemy, because in living, you got to know who the enemy is. And so we're just nailing that down and doing a very good job, very interesting show, very powerful.
powerful show. Very good, smart articulations going on here. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. Eric Code 513 Go ahead with your question or comment. Who am I speaking with in what city? This is Arlene in Euless, Texas. How are you doing tonight? Well, hey, Sister Arlene. This is my wife, everybody, those you don't know by now. Uh, always good to hear my wife chime in. She's been listening to the, the full <laughs> show tonight, and I know she's just, I'm anxious to hear what she <laughs> has got to say about this show tonight. What do you think about Sister Leah before you uh, say anything? Oh, my goodness. Just what a well-versed, knowledgeable woman. Just amazing. Just wonderful to hear her speak. She really was. True, true. Through that. Well, go ahead, sister. What's your comment for tonight? What you got to say to me and Sister Eliana? Well, my comment. Okay. Well, my comment is just um, I'm just always amazed at just the wealth of knowledge that all the people that share uh, have taken the time to learn and to articulate. And I just uh, they're very detailed in what's happening now. And and my uh, I just thank God that we're all different and we're all a part of the body. Because my perspective is more of a broad stroke, you know, because when I get caught up with too many details, I get burdened down. So I pull way back. It's like taking a camera and I pan way back, almost like you're looking down on the earth and you can see the big picture. And so uh, when we're addressing who is the enemy, to me, it's a spiritual battle. And there are two entities. One, of course, is the Most High and his son, and the other is a defeated foe. And that defeated foe can use any human being on the planet as a pawn if you open up a door, yield in some way to him, to his devices, and he's able to move you on the playboard of life to do his dirt. And so there are many types of uh, organizations and institutions and groups and peoples and uh, political groups and whatnot that have been used in his plan to try to destroy the plan of our creator to bring us back into reconciliation and fellowship with him. And so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about it in details because, you know, the Bible says that we wrestle not with flesh and blood. So let's just remember that in the big picture, our enemy is the evil one, the one that's been defeated by Christ and, but can use people. So when you look at people, if it's black on black crime, there is an enemy that's using people to act out violently upon people that look like them. When you look at people that are part of a hate group, they're being used by an enemy to create havoc and to try to disrupt the plan of the Most High to try to pull his people back together, to create a nation within a nation to cause us to be able to come together, realize who we are, and move forward. You know, So I just look at the big picture so I don't get overwhelmed and say, I see the enemy's devices at work in many, 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 many different ways. And that is kind of how I approach things and how I keep it, you know, simple so I'm not overwhelmed or bogged down because, you know, I don't handle things as well as you do, Seth. You can look at everything that's going on in the world and be able to categorize it and do all of that. But I I don't have that particular kind of uh, gifting. So I look at it in broad strokes. I see the enemy 
behind all of the evil that you're talking about. And I am so thankful to be alive in a time, you know, I didn't realize that 400 years was almost up. What an exciting time to imagine being part of an exodus, like in the book of Exodus. So I'm just excited to be a part of this, but I just had to weigh in and say, if you pan back and look at the big picture, our enemy is the same enemy of old, and he will one day be totally defeated and destroyed, and we won't have to worry about him anymore. So that's what I wanted to contribute to wow. the conversation well, tonight. Well, before, uh, before you go, Arlene, Sister Eliana, comment while she's on the line, and then, Arlene, uh, uh, I just appreciate you tuning in, and, 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 and I'll, okay. I don't take it for granted. But go ahead, Sister Eliana. <laughs> hey, and I absolutely agree with Arlene and, um, and Brother John. When he said that, this thing is, you know, it's a spiritual and it's natural. And that's what we have to remember. Israel is a natural people with a high spiritual call. And mm-hmm. in the earth, a lot of our, um, the problems that Israel had, Israel proper in the days of old, ancient Israel, were it seems like they were being bombarded with nat- by natural kingdoms. But we have to remember when we really read that story, when we really read the history, when they came out of Egypt, they also encountered the Nephilim. They encountered the sons and daughters of Anak, and we know that those were the children of the fallen angels. So there is mm-hmm. a spiritual as well as a natural uh, attack that we're going through, as well as it, mm-hmm. Israel being a nation that is just a very natural nation, and very naturally all of us who came through the transatlantic slave trade were are part of ancient Israel. We are the descendants, the sons and daughters of the ancient Israelis. And so now we are here in the land of our captivity. We are just about to be released, you know, uh, or, or come to the close of a prophetic event that the Most High told Abraham over 4,000 years ago, yet there's also a heavy spiritual attack. When Yehoshua was here, mm-hmm. what did he say? He led captivity captive. He gave gifts unto mm-hmm. men. It's like Arlene said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But also, the scripture says that Yehoshua spoiled principalities and powers. Mm-hmm. He's talking about spiritual things. So we are still dealing with that. Even mm-hmm. whether we go to a house of worship or not, this thing is against Israel. It's, it's kind of like Shabbat. It's, Shabbat is an everlasting covenant with the whole house of Israel because it it, it, it solidifies creation, creation. Mm-hmm. That's the reason for Shabbat. Pesach, or keeping the Passover, is, a, is a, also an everlasting covenant because it talks about the Most High's ability to subdue nations and to spoil principalities. Again, it, uh, ancient Egypt was very much into spiritual wickedness and witchcraft, and they were also dealing with the fallen angels. Many of them were descendants of the fallen angels, and they were dealing with natural Israel. Here we are in the land of our diaspora. We're in one of the greatest superpowers on the face of the earth. And just as Arlene was saying, and just as Leah was saying, and just as Brother John was saying, it's a natural and a spiritual battle. Israel is a natural nation, but must become more spiritual and we are dealing with principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, rulers of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places, working mm-hmm. through natural people. And so this is yes. what we're up against. The whole thing is a natural and a spiritual battle. And what the Most High is saying is that he wants us to know who we are, 
He wants us to repent. He wants to cover us. He is going to take us out, but he doesn't want us to do any of the practices of these nations because all these other nations have signed on and are part of what's going on in that spiritual wickedness with the fallen angels. We do have an adversary of the earth that loves none of the people, none of the nations, and yet there are spirits that have um, co-signed and partnered with nations, and one of the goals mm-hmm. is to destroy Israel, to destroy mm-hmm. our nation, because we mm-hmm. carry the mantle. We carry the covenant. We carry the ark. We carry the promises. We carry the blessing. And again, Yahushua said for us to pray, thy kingdom come on yes, yes. earth as it as is it in is heaven. In heaven. Something that we have to really get our, wrap our minds around that we as a natural people carry a very heavy spiritual uh, covenant and covering, and we have a duty. And if they could get, if the enemy of our Yah could get rid of mm. us, there would be no reason for Yah to come back to this earth and to redeem this wow. earth, and reclaim it. And no, that's what's really that's going the on. That's true. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second, uh, Sister uh, Arling. I know your time is limited. Any comments you want to make? Because oh, Sister Arling, I'm gonna let her just keep going. Any comments you got to say? All anything she just said? No, no. Actually, I, that is that she hit the nail on the head. That's true. It's almost like Herod was trying to kill all the the male children to keep the Messiah from coming. It's like that same spirit is trying to to uh, circumvent Israel from coming into the fullness of who we are and what we are to do. So very well put. Wow. Thank you for saying it. <laughs> well, just uh, I know you're going to keep listening, but thank you for tuning in anyway, yeah. and I appreciate okay. that, okay? Sure. All right. Talk to you soon. Well, well, just go ahead and finish what you're saying. We'll take a little short break. We'll come back, folks, and uh, we'll finish after we come back after the break. But go ahead, Cecilia, and wrap up what you were saying, please, because that, that's very well put. I thank the Father for this. Uh, I didn't plan it this way. Folks, We again, uh, you listen to Five Smooth Songs and uh, Brother Seth. We have Cecilia on the show, uh, and we're talking about how should we live as the real Israelites today. Um, I am really, 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 really grateful to my wife tune in and uh, and, and and made those points. Sister Eliana, you are on fire tonight. Uh, I really appreciate what you're saying. Um, I really do. I think a lot of people will will chime in and say the same thing. Uh, this is a very complicated topic. A lot of people, a lot of people, is confused when they say the enemy. You know, are they our enemy or not? And it, and I think we shed some light on it that for sure, for sure, and we, with regards to our Heavenly Father, Yah, most people call him God. Don't flip out, folks. Hallelujah. But anyway, he is looking for those whose heart is after him and those whose heart is not after them, after him, is facing judgment. It's just that clear. He called this nation. If 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 whites, if the people that called, remember, there's other nations from the North family and friends that have enslaved Israel. This is not our first rodeo. Our forefathers, forefathers, a long time ago, their 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 oppressors came from the north, and they were not white. I'm gonna say that again. When Israel went into Babylon, those people were dark skinned folks. We've been lied to about history. 
whites as Europe as a powerhouse, as a nation, not, I meant to say just as a nation, as a nation is new. White-skinned people as a nation is new. That's not an ancient thing. The earth was brown-colored. Even light skin is, is is somewhat new. People were brown and black for a long, 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 long time. There was always people that pop out here and they're white. There was some people that was even cursed white. Better go ask somebody. If you don't know anything about that, go to Google.com again. Type in Five Smooth Stone, Blog Talk Radio, move down to where I talk about something called Bible leprosy. It is a plague. And I'll get into it tonight. I know y'all eyes popped out, but just do what I just asked, and you'll get all the information there. But Israel, I mean, but um, Europe, Europeans, it's a new thing as far as a people and definitely a powerhouse. Our oppressors were one brown, once brown-skinned people. Now, what would you say, family and friends, when they were oppressing Israel and they was Babylon, they was black, they was dark-skinned. Were you going to say everybody on the earth then was brown skin was our enemy? No, you're not going to say that. That is what I'm trying to say tonight. Earlier I made yeah. a blooper when I say the Father didn't love us. He didn't love Israel uh, based on the flesh. And, and it sounded like I was saying he didn't love Israel. We clarified that up. He loves the planet. He wants the planet. The planet don't want him necessarily. And that's where judgment comes in for those that have a heart after him and those that don't. But he never, ever, ever just did anything just based on, he never just blessed people based upon, it it had to be somebody's faith. Somebody had to do good. Somebody had to have that spiritual heart. And then he didn't curse their children. But somebody had to be that, had to have that, have to have that heart. And he said, when I do this, even I remember one scripture where he says it. It's actually the seventh scripture. He says, he says, don't you boast because because it's you. He said, I'm not doing it because of you. He said, I'm doing it because of my covenant with Abraham. He said, because you were a stiff-necked people. I wish I could find that scripture where he rebukes him and say, I'm not doing this because of you because you are stiff-necked people. I'm doing this because of Abraham. And that's all I'm saying tonight. We've got to have that circumcised heart. If you're listening tonight and you're Indian or you're African and you're definitely your people that you are connected with, Card to DNA does not go through any of the curses or the blessings in Deuteronomy 28 or Leviticus 26 or anywhere in the Bible, and you're not an Israelite. This is going to be one of the greatest shows you could ever listen to because now you should understand why we African Americans, one of 12 lost tribes now found, you can now understand why we go through what we go through. If you're white listening, this is Brother Seth talking, Sister Eliana may have a different spin. I don't know, she may agree. What my message is to whites listening, because all kind of people listen to Five Smooth Stones, for sure. What I say to you is this. Turn to our, our, our Elohim. Turn to the God of the heavens. Turn your life over to him. If you're Hebrew Israelite listening, you're not obedient. If we're not obedient, we're going to suffer along with the Gentiles that's disobedient. But it's all about... The Father tonight, turning to Him, loving Him, obeying Him, following Him, following the Spirit, the Ruach, or the Spirit as we call it. Folks, it's really about basic salvation. 
we're using a bunch of fancy terms in Hebrew this and Hebrew that and saying these names, but it all boils down to your will and submitting your need, humbling your heart to the Most High, because he truly loved his creation. He loved Adam and Eve, no doubt about that, and we're nothing more than Adam and Eve. All throughout the scriptures, he demonstrated his love with various Gentile nations. He loved his creation. But he has judged throughout time those that did not have a heart after him, including his firstborn, Israel. Sister Eliana, please comment on that quickly, and then we'll take a little short break. Yeah. And we'll come back and, 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 and kind of close out. John, everybody, was, uh, if you wonder about John, he... he his line dropped earlier, and you know after 10 you can't call back, so Brother John line dropped. But go ahead, Sister Eliana, and then we'll take a little short break. We'll come back and kind of finish out. Okay, and I also want to encourage everyone um, to get a better understanding and hear what uh, understand what Brother Seth is saying. If you read in the book of Maccabees, in the apocryphal books, what you'll find is a story that's a little bit heartbreaking because a lot of Israel had been Hellenized by um, Antiochus Epiphanes. After the death of Alexander the Great, Antiochus took over uh, Jerusalem, and they uh, went in and spoiled the city. They set up an abomination. They did all kinds of things in the temple. But one of the things that they really did to Israel is kind of what we have experienced here in our lands of our captivity. They changed the worldview from Israel from being a spiritual nation to being a carnal nation, and they Hellenized them. They made them uh, take on the Hellenistic uh, view of the world, uh, the Greek way of life, the um, Macedonian lifestyle, which was perverse. They prevented circumcision, which was a covenant, a blood covenant to the Most High of the flesh for the males. They killed uh, women who circumcised their children and killed the children. They were horrible. If you read in the book of Maccabees, you'll find out all of the horrible things that they did and how uh, many, many of the Hebrews decided that this Hellenistic way of life was better than what the Most High had given them and became uh, came and changed their faith. Now, what happened is Judah Maccabees and his brothers fought against him, and that's where the story comes from. That's where the story of Hanukkah comes from, or the miracle of the, the, the lights in the temple for eight days. You have to really read the story to understand it. But what happened was Judah Maccabee continued to fight and continued to fight and continued to fight. And the Most High was giving him so many victories. And Rome, Rome was very impressed. But what we had is we had what we would call snitches today. You had Hebrew snitches that were Hellenized, left their faith in the Most High, left the covenant of the Most High, and went to Rome and began to try to get the Romans to uh, come and to defeat the Maccabean army because they were cleaning up the land and getting rid of all the heathens out of the land. And they were trying to restore it back to uh, a theocracy under the Most High. And you had these Hebrew snitches going and telling lies, just the same thing that happened when they uh, said, you know, about Yahushua, we have no king but Caesar, crucify him, let the deed be upon our children. Not upon themselves, but upon their children. And what happened was Rome came down to sea. They had heard the victories of 
the Maccabees. And at some point, Rome actually began to fight. Now, Judah Maccabee lost faith. Every battle he won, he prayed and asked the Most High to give him favor. And then he began to lose faith because the battles were great and they were hard, and more and more nations were joining up to destroy Israel. And eventually Rome got in the picture and did. And this is this brings us up to the state where when the Messiah was was born, Rome was in place. And that's that's what happened. It was after we had won a great victory in Israel. We had been fighting as righteous. And yet the battle was long. It was hard. And Judah decided that it was too great. It was like one more battle. Most like you've given me all these victories, but I, I know you just can't do this one more. And it was at that point where he began to be defeated. Now, this is what happens to us as Hebrews. We go so far with the Father, and then we we get discouraged. And what the Father is trying to tell us is don't get discouraged, because we saw that when our forefathers came out of Israel, I mean of Egypt the first time. They were winning all the battles in the land. But when they went in to spy out the land and they saw the sons of Anak, they said we were as grasshoppers. The ten began to discourage their brethren. Yet the Most High had already spoiled the greatest nation on the face of the earth, Egypt. He had already parted the, the, the Sea of Reeds and they walked around dry ground. So we have to be careful as a people because it is a natural kingdom. And it is a spiritual kingdom. And we have to understand that the Most High never fails. And all that we're seeing here with all the killings and all the, this stuff is discouraging. It's disheartening. It seems like it's not going to change. But, again, when the Most High brings us to the close of that 400 years, we're still coming out as a natural nation of Israel with a tremendous spiritual call but the work is yet to be done. We're going to go through other battles and skirmishes. We're, we have to not lose faith. That's why we say you must be born again, house of Israel. You must have that that carries you, like Brother Seth said and also Brother John, you must have faith because it's, it's not enough to just be natural Israel. Without faith, it is impossible, it is impossible, it is impossible to please the Most High. And we are tonight trying to, to, to help us understand how should we live. We should live as people who have faith, who have a covenant, who know who we are. It is a natural walk as well as a spiritual one. Therefore, we must study. We must study to show ourselves approved. We must go and do the research in the scriptures. We must do historical research. We must prove all things. Don't take anybody's word for anything. Go and do the research yourself. Teach it to your children. Make it a foundation. Walk in it because you're going to need it. We all are going to need it because we are going to see giants on the earth again. We're going to see the same conditions that our ancestors saw on the earth. They're already here. The, 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 we're going to see spiritual uh, beings here, and we're going to encounter them again. They're already here working with many of the nations, and they're going to present themselves because there's a battle for the earth. We have an adversary. The scripture tells us in Revelation, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, including his uh, uh, Hebrew people. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, everybody. 
For Satan comes down having great wrath, for he knows that he has a short time. This is what we're talking about, Israel. Everything we learned in the churches, a lot of it was true. It was mingled with paganism, but as far as the points of the scripture, the words, the, the, the words of our history book, these words were true. The spiritual implications and aspects are true, and we must hold on to the truth because it is that truth that will set us free. But we just didn't understand we were the Hebrews of the scriptures, and now we know but we still have to walk in righteousness. We still have to walk in faith. We still have to walk in purity. We still have to walk in holiness. This is how we live as Hebrew people. We walk worthy of the call of our Most High Yah and of our father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We must walk worthy of that call. Very good point. Very good point. Well, folks, I hope you everyone is really enjoying this as much as I am. I know who I believe the enemy is, but what these servants, I call them, have done tonight is beautiful. Led by Sister Eliana, just sharing, sharing, not, not, <laughs> I mean, talking about some very sensitive things that, get our emotions to rise when you start talking about our sons dying. It's very serious stuff to see Eliana, right? Yes, very it, much. Yes. Yeah, so, very, yeah. So tonight I hope everyone is learning and, and, and sharpening up your tools and understanding as we ask the question, how should we live as the real Israelites today? Folks, part of living is knowing who your enemy is, and I and I and I break it down like this, and then we go into a break. My biggest enemy, and probably yours too, listener, is your own flesh. That part of us that craves sin that the Bible talks about. Thank the Father, our identity has been placed in in Christ. And I don't mean to, I don't want to go too deep into this, but the Father, thank the thank. I just thank the Father that He no longer grades our flesh in terms of us being a part of the church or not. That is a spiritual rebirth. And as first John three talks about his seed is in the believer, the born again person. And it, the seed, cannot sin. I thank the Father we've been placed in Christ and been made righteous. The Bible said we stand before the Father blameless in love. Talking about our spiritual state and that we've been moved, our identity has been moved out of the flesh, but into the spirit. This is what I would like to do a show on as well. Because if we can understand this right here, Basic Salvation 101, talking about how we, when we was born again, that part of us that's born again cannot commit sin. The part of us that's born again craves the Father, it cries out, but Father, the part of us that's born again is one with Christ, the part of us that's born again, because there's a part of us that's born again, there's a part of us that is corrupt. That flesh is most of our problems on this planet. And then the next problem is the world, which is everybody else's flesh and what it's doing to us. Murders, 
jealousies, envies, what people are doing to us because their flesh is out of control. Then you have something called ignorance, lacking vital information to live on this planet. That's why we're doing what we're doing tonight. Ignorance, lacking any information. Deception means you got a little bit of truth, but you got a little bit of lie, and that's a lot of pain come out of just being deceived. And then you got lies, which is 100% wrong information. We're operating on that. So far, I named four enemies, our flesh, ignorance, deception, and lies. The last enemy, the way the Father gave it to me at least, is evil spirits that inhabit bodies and got people doing things to each other. Sometimes they don't know why. Evil spirits. Maybe we can hit that a little bit as time's kind of gotten away from us. Maybe we'll talk about that enemy next week. But folks, last, they're not even on our radar, and that is people just based upon a color. I think we nailed that down pretty good tonight. That can't be our enemy unless they have one of those things, lies, deception, ignorance, of which the Klan is notorious for being ignorant, lies, and deception, all three of is it any one of they shoot down our kids with no mercy? They think we're animals. They don't go around this kind of knowledge. I have worked with people that I suspect was clan, and I've just slowly shared this information, breaking down their lives, and they would say all kind of crazy theories and stuff, bell curves, all this stuff we're doing, and I would just come back with facts, come back with facts, come back with facts. And the biggest facts is Eliana gave them the broad, the bone crusher truth, is how white come from black. If you're a so-called white person listen tonight, and you yeah. understand there's no such thing as a white person, 1861, around Baker's Rebellion, when they come out with the concept based of white being, you know, as a people, as class, it was invented around 1861 with Baker's Rebellion. When you understand who white people are, who how they became white, it breaks the back. There's no white supremacist can stand up to it. And that's my testimony. But anyway, we'll come back with here from Sister Eliana on various things. Folks, this is an old song, old song, by some actually Gentiles talking about a tree that stands tall. But then something happened to this tree. See if y'all can figure out who this old group is. Check this out. We'll be right back, folks. Take a little short break.
song those so-called white people, white family, who vehemently believe that America is cursed, that they're Babylon, Revelation 17, that they are burning. It's burning. A lot of you may not know this, but I come up under some teachings. I worship a lot, most of my life with so-called white people. And I'm here to tell you a lot of them is, <laughs> for sure, deceived, ignorant, Lies, deception, ignorant, a lot of them. A lot of them have the heart of the Father. And they are not on America. They're not on white supremacists, even though a lot of them are, just like a lot of us are. And they fight them. Uh, Some of them even kill them. Yes, yes. There's a group of so-called white America. You can't lump all these people together, folks. I'm telling y'all, going to mess up. Some of y'all, the wicked isn't a color, especially if they come from us. <laughs> they come from us. And I really can't say us because they own, it's not a us. It's all of us is one humanity. Come to you, Sister Eliana. All of us is one humanity. Who are those people? That's the show I want to do. When we talk about white skin, where it comes from. Could Adam and Eve have had people in their skin? Could brown Adam and Eve could have had children and they end up white? If they did, how did they end up white? Of course they did. Folks, you got to go to Google.com, type in Five Smooth Songs, Blog Talk Radio, and the phrase Bible Leprosy. I tell you, it's the biggest backbreaker to white supremacy. How can you be superior when you come from black people? How can you be superior um, to my white brothers and sisters when you come from dark-skinned people? You put two dark-skinned people on an island, and they'll create all the colors of the world. Because they eventually going to have a baby that's going to be white, and that baby mixed with somebody else, another dark-skinned person is going to present another color. And that You can produce all the colors from those two people. If you put two white people on an island for ten times the amount of time, they're all going to be white. How can you be superior? How can there be a white Jesus? How can there be a white Bible? How can black people be all these crazy things when everything come everything come from dark skinned people? I can't say us, cause those white people are just as much a part of us as I am. It's not us versus them. They are us. We are them. We gotta quit saying that too. Oh, I got something for white supremacy. The father has something, brother. Let's go back to the phone lines and bring on our guests back. Sister Eliana, your line is now open. I so appreciate what has been said tonight. And I'm very serious about what I was just saying coming off the break. We got to break the back of white supremacy. We keep pussyfooting around with it. You know, we got to understand who white people are. You know, we have to understand how black Europe once was, early kings and queens. How did they get the color? Who were those people? They didn't come from Mars. So I know 
that's going to be another show. But tonight, tonight, folks, again, we're talking about how should we live, thrive, prosper as the real Israelites. And first and foremost, we have got to know, Sister Eliana, who is the enemy. And I, again, one more time, believe the biggest enemy to everybody on this phone line is your own flesh. Who have held you back the most? That white man that stopped you from getting a job, how many times that happened? Oh, probably 20 times. That's a lot. That's a whole lot of races. You went through that, really. How many times have you held your own self up? How many times have you done things to sabotage your own job? How many times have you done things to sabotage your own marriage? How many times have you done things to sabotage your own health? How many times have the doctor told you not to eat this, not to eat it, you're doing that? How many times have you killed your own self? Who's killing who? That's the flesh. And then you look at what you don't know and how we suffer from not knowing things. And some of us don't want to learn, don't want to. Okay, ignorance. How much pain through just not knowing? And then some of us are not totally ignorant. We know a little something, but we got some deception, half truth, half lie, and that's caused us so much pain. And then some of us don't have no truth. Oh, we're definitely not ignorant. There's some information we have, but the entire information is wrong. We believe lies. So you got ignorance, deception, and lies. And that has caused us serious pain. And then there's evil spirits. Many of us do things, open up the door for evil spirits to come into our life. And these spirits are wreaking habits in our homes, our marriages, our bodies. Some of us have spirits of infirmity because of things we've done with our bodies. That, to me, is the enemy. And we got one more thing, Sissy Alana, I'm coming to you. I know you're ready to, to close out this and, and uh, drop the bomb on us because just all you've been doing is dropping bombs tonight. But one more thing I'll say is this. My goodness, I'm just so full here. Goodness, goodness, goodness. If we're not careful, Sister Eliana, and listeners, again, if you want to have a question or comment, final comments, press 1 on the phone line. The phone line is full of people, Sister Eliana. If we're not careful, family and friends, we will give in to the philosophy of white supremacy. In other words, if we keep talking about white people this, white people that, they doing this, they doing this, they doing this, they doing that, we may not realize we're doing this, but we're making them more powerful than God. I don't know about y'all, but I work with white people. I live with white people. I told you I worship with them most of my life. They are just as important as we are, but they're not all that. I'm not, I don't mean to say they're not nobody. Or they're, we're not all that as far as the wisdom of father of the Father compared to us. We're nothing compared to the Father. These folks don't have that kind of power. I'm even talking about the most powerful ones at the top. They, they, they don't have that kind of power except God, the Most High. Yah has helped them. They don't have the kind of power to create some kind of white supremacy. That had to have come from the evil one. Yes, the Father put us in their hands, but some system had to be invented, and that system comes from Satan, I believe, called white supremacy. When the Father put them over us, they had to have some kind of system to break this powerful nation down, and that was the philosophy of white supremacy. That comes from Satan. I don't believe white supremacy invented that. I don't believe it. They just can't. They're not that smart. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. Too many of them I defeated. When they was wicked, they came after me. When I turned to the Father, I defeated them. 
we defeated them. When I was wicked, they defeated me. If we're not careful, our children are watching us. And we talk talking about life in a certain light. And we don't if we don't understand that the father's behind the skull saying the father did this, the father did that. Or even the Satan. He'll get number two. Say the evil spirits, you know. Blame it on lies, deception, ignorance. We don't blame it if we don't put the proper blame, we start feeding in the white supremacy and, and the human mind don't know what to do but to bow when something is so superior. You see, Eliana, the comment I just made, any feedback of what I just said by feeding into the philosophy of white supremacy by giving too much credit to someone. If I say, John, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 my friend that was just on the line, John Clark, if, if I said he was doing all this stuff to us and he was... He was this and he was doing this and he was doing this and he's he's in he's reading all our mail and he's just making up stuff here, just using him hypothetically. Don John, don't trip out when you hear this. But if 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 I if I made John to be the boogeyman in my life, Sister Eliana, and he was just in everything, oppressing my people, oppressing my children, oppressing my money, oppressing my food, and he was just doing everything on his own. Now I do believe he can be used of the enemy, but it's the enemy who gets that glory, not John. White people is being used big time to oppress us, but they're under the unction of evil spirits and lies, deception, and ignorance. Because where you see black folks under the same lies, deception, and ignorance, they're doing the same thing to us. Please comment, Sister Eliana. Okay, two quick comments on that. One, I believe that, like the father said, yeah, the enemy may be behind it, but everybody's going to have to stand before the judgment seat and give an account of the things they've done in their own flesh. Number two, I think we've given way too much time to white supremacy uh, already. We've, we've, we've fed into it just a little too much, I believe, on this tonight. And I think we are, got a little off topic, and we should be back on how we should live, uh, because I think the people are here to hear that. And I think they've heard a lot about white supremacy for a long time, and there's nothing we can do about that mindset. We do understand that it exists, but I think we should try to, we have just a few minutes left to try to get back on topic of how we as a Hebrew people should be living our lives on a daily basis. What, sh what should we be doing right now as a nation? What should we be doing as a nation? I think that's what we should be on topic with right now because um, – People want to know what they should be doing, meaning should they be getting married and having families? Should they be keeping the laws, the ancient laws of Israel right now? What What is it that we should be doing as a nation to position ourselves for the most high to recognize that we have understood? One, one thing I know that we should be doing is there is there should be a, a collective repentance but there should also be an individual repentance to the Most High to let him know that we do acknowledge how we got into this condition, how we got here in the first place. Now we're coming to the time of the end of this, and so we should I got be a question taking for you. on a mindset. Yes. Got a question, a clarification question. Don't, do you believe that if somebody wants to know how do we live, and constantly there is this movement 
talking about the enemy, the enemy, the enemy. It's, uh, it is so important about how we live because part of our living is combating the enemy. And in order to combat the enemy, you got to know who the enemy is. And many of our people believe white people is our enemy. I promise you, it's major. It's all of all my Facebook. I was two thousand Facebook friends, and they're constantly that. thinking of white man. Hold on, hold on. I want to get this out. I want you to comment. You got the floor, but I gotta say this: they don't know. They really think white people is our enemy. I'm telling you. We get into it all the time with very seasoned Hebrews. So a lot of people say, how do I live? And they, they're fighting. Part of their living is fighting and, and, and doing things in the name of, against the white person. But when, when I can bring up, when the reason I brought up white supremacy, for those you just heard Sister Eliana's comment, if we don't know who the enemy is, white supremacy is a lie. We are full of it. That is the enemy. If we don't know that, we're going to go out there spending most of our lives fighting something that don't exist. That's the only reason I spent so much time on that. I was a white supremacist, Eliana. The Lord convicted me years ago. I had it. I was oppressing our people and didn't even know it. So I think maybe in the future I'll have to do a show and I'll have to break it down because these little sound bites get you in trouble. I understand what you're saying. But I promise you, a lot of people aren't clear. They really no, think the white man is our enemy. Well, Go ahead. Oh, and the white man is still oppressing us. That is a fact. But, again, it's because we're in this captivity and it's the way, okay, we don't understand. Here's Here's what's really going on around us all the time. Now, you've traveled and I've traveled. And when you go into a foreign country, the country seems even more exotic and foreign to you when you step on the soil because there's something going on that, that that's a little bit above you that you're not aware of. And, and, and can you tell me what that is that makes a foreign country more foreign to you? You look at the same trees on the earth, the same kind of rocks, flowers. You know, maybe the buildings are a little different, the streets are a little different. But what is it about a foreign country that makes – the country foreign. Probably because you don't understand their language. I don't know. Go ahead. Absolutely. That's it. Above your head in the airways, the language is being spoken, and the words are traveling in the air. And when you walk into that country, it's the language that you don't understand. Above you, traveling all through the airways, that makes that country seem more foreign. But now when you go anywhere in the United States, you know you're in another city. The reason why it doesn't seem foreign but more just more of an excitement is because the language above you is a language that you do understand. When you touch that soil, your ears, your spiritual ears pick up the language that's in the airwaves and you feel comfortable. So same thing, in this country, in this particular country right here in America, what is there's a subtle language that's being said from advertising to um education to media to music to movies everything and what there is is there's a thin thread of white supremacy that runs through everything everything is marketed to whites for example 
For example, my sister, one of my younger sisters and I went to the store with her, to Costco, and she was looking for a shampoo. And her hair texture is different than my hair texture. Her hair texture is more on the woolly side. Mine is not. Mine is more on the wavy, curly side. But hers is a little drier and more on the woolly side. And she pointed something out to me that I never even thought about, and I can guarantee maybe 97% of us Hebrews, even those that are beauticians, don't even know. She said, Sissy, check the bottle because I can't use alcohol on my hair, and all these shampoos have alcohol in it. So we were busy at Costco, her kids, me, we were checking every different bottle, every brand, and every brand, every brand. I mean, there was like 50 different brands of shampoo claiming to do this, that, and the other, from restoring volume to doing this to, you know, whatever. But all of them, one of the ingredients was alcohol. Then we looking at we started looking at the gels, and we found out all of it has alcohol. Who are they making that product for? America is a melting pot of millions and millions of people, but they're making that product for a people whose hair is naturally oily, and they need to strip oils out of their hair. Most of the genetic Hebrew people's hair is naturally dry need to put oil in the hair. So the what we discovered wow. is that most of the products from the cereals we buy to the shoes and the clothes, even the clothing, we can't wear everything. We as Hebrew sisters know, we just can't go in the store and put on any any pair of jeans because they cut those not for our shape. Now there's some Hebrew women that can get away with it. But most of the clothes are designed not for our body type. Not for our shape, but it's for another people. And yet they market it. As a matter of fact, you go into most Hebrew communities, predominantly black communities, and you consistently find stockings and products that are, those people are not even in the community. And those products are on the shelf, and we go in looking for stockings, looking for lipstick, makeup. They don't even have the shade for our complexion, yet they're selling it in our stores. So that's white supremacy, okay? So what I'm trying to say is that the whole worldview of this Babylon is against the Hebrew. Very few products. I mean, we do have products for us. We do have people making products for us. But you would you would think that when you go into a low-income uh, a community that has a high um, um, a percentage of low-income Hebrew people trying to make ends meet, struggling, that they would be able to find a, a you know choose from hundreds of products specifically for them. You're not. You we buy weave from Asian people. We go into Asian beauty supply stores. They're getting rich off of us, and we buy hair from them to do our hair. Nothing is marketed for us specifically in this Babylon. That's white supremacy. You see what I'm trying to say? So we know this, but what we need to know is we need to come out of that mindset. We can't stay there. Yes, we know we're being oppressed. And some of us may not feel the oppression because of our education and where we live and maybe the community of people around us that accept us and allow us 
to live comfortably around them and shop in the neighborhoods. Oh, that's the, you know, the Booker family. Oh, hi, you know, they know you, and so maybe somebody has a prestigious job. But for the majority of us living in what we think are black communities, we get a lot of oppression. Those uh, cops come into our communities consistently to look for, harass, and hunt our young men, to harass our young women. These are we think these are our communities. It's not. It's just a collective holding place where the majority or many of us live. But nothing in those communities are for us. Nothing. So to to for for our Hebrew people to feel like we are being systematically oppressed by the quote unquote that man, absolutely you're going to feel that way because everything around you subtly, overtly openly and hidden is against us while we're in this diaspora. So we're so when they're angry and they're saying it is oppression because most of our men feel it far greater than the women. They are yep, systematically true. harassed out in the marketplace in the public venues of this Babylon. Very few of our men can walk down the street and feel comfortable even in what we think are our own black neighborhoods, because the police patrol crews the neighborhood like their own. Okay, hold on a second, Sister Eliana. Um, and we almost wrapping up. I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, well, I did mean to cut you off. But someone at Erico two zero nine seven five six want to comment. Um, okay. Let me just go, go ahead and uh, I don't know who this is, but they raise a hand up, and, and so I want to get them in. Do you mind going to the phone lines? Oh, go for it. Go, go ahead. Okay. I think it's wonderful. Okay. Eric Code 209756. Don't know how long your hand been up, but go ahead with your question or comment. What city are you calling for and what's your name? Los Banos, California. Hello? Yes. Yes, this is, and who is this? Longoria. Maple Longoria. Hello, Maple. Maple. Welcome to Five Smooth Stones. Uh, what's your comment for tonight? Well, um, I was just listening. I kind of got on a little late, but I've been listening best I can with the children and all, and I was trying to wrestle up some scriptures on uh, um, the racism and um, if there's an actual nation that is, uh, no, white people, you were saying? If uh, all white people are um, the enemy. So um, the scripture just says, I wanted to, I was like I said, trying to seek out the scriptures. Um, so um, I'm in Isaiah 29 and verse 15. So this is part of, you know, the conspiracy of, like uh, Sister Eliana was talking about, uh, uh, Pacific, you know, nations and stuff. So it says, woe unto them that seek deep, to hide their counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark, and they say, "Who seeth seeketh us, see, yeah, that seeketh us, and who knoweth us." So that pertains to the, you know, some of that. And then I want to go, I'm kind of all over the place because I was trying to listen and gather stuff and wrestle with the children. So bear with me, please. Okay, I want to go to Obadiah, Obadiah chapter one. The vision of Obadiah, thus saith the Lord God, concerning Edom. So that's a nation, whoever that that is on the earth now. 
we have heard a rumor from the Lord, and as an ambassador is sent among the heathen, arise ye, and let us rise up against her in battle. Behold, I have made thee small among the nations. Thou art greatly despised. The pride of thine heart hath deceived thee. Thou hast dwell dwell let's see thou that dwellest in the cliffs of the rock whose habitation is high that saith in his heart who who shall bring me down to the ground so i just read that real fast because there is a nation that doesn't care anything about the most high and um they are against the most high and his people so that's very true and that might have something to do with, um, the, you know, the, a lot of the racism and the white supremacists and all that other stuff you guys were talking about. So I just want you to read that. So that is more than just spiritual. Okay. That's actual. Let me ask you uh, this before you do. I have more scriptures, but go ahead. Yeah, and it's only because time is, is dwindling down. I wish it could have came on a little earlier because we're wrapping up here. But let me ask you this, you know, because you mentioned some pretty strong scriptures there. Why don't you just give us where the other ones are instead of reading them for, for, for time's sake? And that way, anybody that want to research more what you're saying can do it. What are the scriptures that you was, the other scriptures, if you want to just name uh, that where they are really quickly, really quickly. Well, you guys kind of were all over. So I have an apocrypha. Um, I have Second Ezra's. Um, 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 let's see, chapter six. Well, well I don't want to put you on the spot. Well, let's do this. Let's do this, sister. And I appreciate you coming on and sharing uh, uh, on on this network. Let me ask you this: You read those scriptures to make what declaration? That um, there are there is an actual physical nation that is against. Uh, the Hebrew people, and the Most High. Well, let me ask you a question. Let so me ask you a question. Now, would, now, would, now, okay. Hold on a second. Let me ask you a question. When you say there is a nation that's against the Most High, now, there are thousands of believers around Wonderful. you. I'm glad you said that. It says, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to ask you a question. This is a question. Because when we say a nation of people against Israel... You're lumping a whole lot of people. And some of these people have died. If you're talking about white people, we got to let just be clear because they're listening. And well, they, I don't and they, know they, if Edom, I'm not sure if Edom is white or pink or purple. I'm just stating what it says from the Bible. I understand. Because even in Deuteronomy 28, around there, that was another one, it says that he would send a nation, you know, against us, you know, at that time. And let's see where if I wanted to find it. Well, like well, hold on, hold on. Just a minute. That's what you just said. Hold on. You just said something key. You said that the father. That's right. That Lord, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. You just said this, and I appreciate you sharing tonight. This is good stuff. I wish you could have called a little early because I really want to hit this hard. But I'm going to let you finish out here. We'll let Sissy Ellie on a comment. We'll wrap up the show. But you said that the father said he. What's saying? Mm-hmm. Now watch this. If they came on their own and nobody sent them and they did all the things they did, I would say that nation is wicked. Period. End of story. But if the fathers say, I'm going to send a nation to you, they are going to put you in slave ships. 
you will not be able to rise because I have come against you until you turn to me as a people. You will have sons that you won't enjoy them. This is Moses on the mountain. Before any of this happened, he named all these things. Now we're living out exactly what he said. Can you call those people that is moving under the unction of what the Father told them to do? I'm not saying they're righteous people. They're fulfilling prophecy. My beef, if I'm going to have beef, it's going to be with the Most High. Now, here is where I kind of understand, because some people listen to you, and they're going to, and I know they believe. I'm telling you, sister, and I'm going to make this really brief. Uh, really brief, really brief. Give me 30 seconds. Give me 30 seconds. Hold on, I hear you chiming in. Give me 30 seconds. There are people that believe Edom is white. All you got to do is Google Edomites and on YouTube, and you get a bunch of black folks in the street hollering about y'all to Edomites. So, I'm a Jonathan, and I think that's Rome. It says, I have to look that up again. And like I said, I, I chimed in earlier. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I wasn't done. I wasn't done. What I'm saying to you, when you say a nation of people and nation. Edomites, every nation of people turn from the Most High. All of them. Okay. All of them, not just Israel. But Israel knew mm-hmm. better because he was the firstborn. He gave his covenant. Amos 3 and 2 says, you're the only nation I've known. That's why they have it harder than any other people. But the planet turned their back on the most high. Nobody owns this trophy of the most wickedest nation. White people is too new. They just don't, to me, they just, they're too new. And they don't even do it. They're just too new. They just don't have an ancient, old, long resume like the Egyptians and the Babylonians. This is a brand-new nation. So you're not saying the Edomites is white. No, you're not saying that. You're saying that the Edom is a, a wicked nation, and I agree with the scriptures. I can't de- deny the scriptures. But remember, other scriptures talk. Go ahead. ties into that that the pride of that nation's heart has deceived them. So, and, you know, it's not my words. I mean, the Father, he all the weights in the bags are his anyway. So I totally agree. It also states because we didn't serve the Most High with the joyness, fullness of heart of all things, uh, and we went off following, you know, this is why we're in the position that we're in. So he sent the chastisement. He sent the uh, the um, nations over us and all that. It's all in the scriptures. So. Absolutely. The main thing is to fear the Most High, get back to his law, statutes, and commandments, and ask for forgiveness. There was another scripture that was pertaining to that about, uh, what was it, in Hosea, I think? Or well, that's okay. That, that's okay. Do, hold on a second. Do, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Do the time. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up because of the yeah. time. Otherwise, I'll let you go. You know, this show will allow you to call more than once. I encourage you to Call us next week because I think we're going to have to do another part and talk about some other areas because we hit pretty hard the enemy, the enemy tonight, and maybe if we the Father wanted us to go, I don't know. But, Sister, I really have enjoyed your comment, but i got to move on, okay? Yeah, I understand. Thank you. All right. And I, I could tell she had a lot more there, and I apologize, family and friends, but we got to move on and close this show out. Uh, Sister Eliana, last words, please, on uh, anything you've heard tonight, please, quickly. Okay, so just want to say uh, to yeah, all about the family. Two in about two minutes, please. I just want to say to all the family that it's on to be encouraged. Um, 
remember that we are we we really need to get back to understanding what we should be doing as a nation, not focusing on any anything else, because the Most High is getting ready to bring us out of this nation and amongst these people, all of the people. Uh, we know this country is a melting pot of many, many, many different nations, but we as a specific nation are rising again. And we are coming into our fullness and our full knowledge and understanding. We do have a spiritual requirement that must be kept, and that is what he's calling us to. So be prayerful, look into the scripture, study, to show yourself approved unto the Most High Yah, workmen that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the words of truth, walk in the truth. Well, I can't make it no better than that. Beautiful words, sister. I appreciate your contribution. Uh, Folks, stay tuned. We'll let you know if there's going to be a part. There is going to be a part four. I just don't know what we're going to cover yet, but we need to hit on some other areas. Sister Eliana, uh, thank you. I went ahead and meet you in line. Well, go ahead and and, uh, um, any more final words? Is that that it? And then I'm going to meet you in line and get on out of here. Yeah, actually, that's all. So good night, everybody. Shalom, and uh, thank you so much for tuning in um, and uh, being a part of these discussions. Shalom. All right. Well, that was Sister Eliana Batia, all the way from Merced, California. I'm Brother Seth here in Fort Worth, Texas. And, folks, we didn't scratch the surface. We hit the enemy hard uh, as far as who the enemy is, how he operates, and, uh I hope everyone understood what I was saying about the enemy. I think our biggest enemy is in us. If we'd uh, obeyed the Father in the first place and not uh, not obeyed our flesh, if our fathers would have not obeyed their flesh, we would not be in America. And the tool of the day for the people that rule over us, the philosophy that they use to rule over us and break us down into tiny pieces, is white supremacy. You don't even need them around. Most of our neighbors, Detroit, that don't have whites nowhere around, all black chocolate cities, what are we doing to each other? And there is no white people even around. They're not even around. White supremacy is a big enemy of ours, folks. Listen, uh, Sister Eliana, if she's still listening, I just thank the Father for you. I just thank the Father for you. I thought you did a very good job. We disagreed on some things, but that goes to show everybody <laughs> that we we are genuine. With that's what people do. They disagree with each other, and, and we agreed on some points. But I hope y'all was able to glean from the various angles we took, which way you should go and how we should live as the real Israelites. When I say good night to every single one of y'all, I love every single one of y'all. There ain't nothing you can do about it. There ain't nothing you can do about it. This is a powerful song. I think you'll enjoy it. Good night. Come on, everybody, let's give God this worship. If you know he's awesome, come on, stand on your feet, everybody. If you know he's awesome, you're in awe of his grace, you're in awe of his goodness, you're in awe of...